you rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn. He is Griffin resplendent in his, well, yes, this was uh, the, I was going to mention your Maryland Whipsnakes hat. That's a good look. Thank you. And then yeah. he's also rocking the backwards Joe Flacco jersey that uh, I got him for Christmas. Yeah, it's a great gift. Thank you very much. It's got a, It's just got the Browns on the front of it, and yeah, Griffin's yeah. like, I don't want to look like look, I'm a Browns fan. I'm just a Joe Flacco guy. A Browns t-shirt, yeah. So um, he decided that he would wear it backwards, and uh, he's got uh, Flacco in the front. Looks pretty good. Yeah, that came from Etsy, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, that came from... I couldn't find a lot of... Like, they had jerseys available, but no offense, I'm not spending 125 bucks on a jersey and shipping. I just... Really? I love you, but I'm Come just... On. It's not... I didn't spend that much on the soccer jerseys. I got my kids for Christmas, so <laughs> I'm just not. I'm not doing that. Um, so the 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 I, the options were limited for how much Flacco Brown stuff was out there, and I happened to find on Etsy someone who was selling that T-shirt, and it was a pretty good looking T-shirt. So I said, oh, "Go ahead and get my uh, my buddy Griffin that." So Merry Christmas! Well, thank you very much. Merry Christmas to you as well. So. Um, that's not all the Merry Christmas there is today, because also today. Griffin is paying off his penance. And uh, Griffin, this goes back to a fantasy football side bet that he had. This is nothing to do with me. This is between he and Joe Serpico, our press box fantasy football analyst. And they squared off in the quarterfinals. I think I need Ken to beat you. Of the press box league. Why? So, so that you have to do something. Wait, you want Ken and I to put a side bet in this week? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to think about ideas. How about a panettone and spaghetti? It's, what? Yeah. What? Oh, man, like an idiot. I fell asleep. I I did not put in a waiver claim for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Oh, and man. And I'm a Pacheco owner. So stupid. <laughs> so, so stupid. Uh, we'll see how it goes. So, yeah, Griffin has to consume an entire panettone. Which is aggressive. It is, I know. Like so. It's aggressive. What if I? What if I can't? What do you mean? What if you can't? It's 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 a big cake. Well, uh, you have to pull. Uh, who was the dude from the 49ers that was puking on the sidelines <laughs> on Sunday? Uh, Randy Gregory. You'll have to pu- pull a Randy Gregory. So, um, you agreed to this. I didn't agree to it. Yeah, Let me see I, it. I'd Let win. me see what it looks like. Oh my god. That's a nice. That's not as big as I thought it was. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> Um, pull big. it out. Go ahead, pull it out of the plastic. Let let everybody. Let's let's see all, in all its resplendent glory, this full panettone that Griffin is going to consume this morning. Now remember, he can't like put icing on it or anything like that. I remember it's not as dry as I expected it to so be. I guess I just go right in. Yeah. yeah, I think that would be awesome if you did that. Yeah, there we go. That's a great. All right, you know what? I, as I look at it, that that might be impossible. I don't think, yeah. But I don't. I'm not going to accept you <laughs> saying that immediately. No, yeah. I mean, I'm going to try for you're sure. Gonna, you're gonna. You're a, a sportsman. Oh yeah. And so you're gonna go for this, and I believe you can do it. Describe the taste for someone who's never enjoyed a panettone. First bite, you know, not bad. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. But how, describe it. Like, oh, when you I say mean, not yeah, bad. sweet. I, I went with the chocolate chip one because I thought that might, you know, give you help. a little more. Yeah, like, help, like you know, it'll taste better. I've, now I'm starting to think maybe yeah, shit, I, shoot that's gonna be a lot I think, of chocolate. I think I think that was a mistake. Honestly, I think that makes it a little too rich. We'll see if Drew can give me a vanilla one. <laughs> You're gonna get another panettone. <laughs> You're gonna do multiple panettones this morning. 
Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I, there's a thing going around on the internet. There was like somebody posted a picture of a soul food plate, and the like the Twitter question was like, "What are you taking off of this plate?" And it was like everything you'd expect, it was like greens. It was the whole deal, and there was cornbread on it. And somebody responded and said, "The panties off that cornbread," and they were referring to the like wrapper on the cornbread. And now it's my favorite thing to describe. The panties. You got to take the panties off that panettone, which makes it even better because it's a panettone. So you got to get the panties off that thing. Um, I, 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 I need you to take this seriously because I can't be having to do – we still have to do a show today. Right. So I can't just be spending the entire show like, Griffin, more panettone. This is a, a holiday blessing. In some families, as Joe Serpico said, he would have loved to have paid this particular penalty. So he should have let me win. God, that is that it's, is it's a, a lot of that is a lot. It's a lot of that is a lot of panettone. Red. A lot of that is a lot happening there. Griffin looked at the box and said it was about twenty seven hundred calories. I said, Well that's fine because you got the Michael Phelps workout plan, right? All right. You do eight hours of swimming later. Yeah. Um We'll see how this goes. I need you to take it seriously. I need you to be diving into that thing. And I need you to do it almost comically. Like, get a big hunk. Like, yeah, that's a good one. Or, like, rip off a big hunk. I just need you to bring attention from time to time to the consumption of the Panatone. If you choke a little bit, that's fine. That's fine. That's totally, hey, that's totally normal. Don't worry about it. It happens to everyone. What are you already? Yeah. Well, I'm just. You've had like it's three a, bites. It's a daunting task. I, I, I'm starting to see the road ahead. Yeah, you're thinking about what your morning's gonna be like. Yeah, well, maybe the Ima- entire day. Yeah. Ima- <laughs> Do you have any plans later? Uh, no, I don't think so. For okay, well, yeah, you got, that's good news. That's I guess good napping. Correct. <laughs> pooping. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a big day of pooping ahead. So, if you need Griffin later, you can find him on the toilet. Or in his bed. There you go. That's what you got. So Griffin's paying off his uh, Panatone penance this morning, or his pen. It's a lot sweeter pen- than I think pen- I thought. This is what I remember from last yeah. year: is that like I thought it was just dry and nothing, and then I consumed it. I was like, now I think we did a fruit one last year, didn't oh, we? Oh yeah, was it? It was like it wasn't a fruit cake. It was no, just it wasn't. Like, a, it, was it was a Panatone, but it had like raisins or something in it, if I remember correctly. All right. Uh, so Griffin will be doing that throughout Not the course of the morning. Panatone, though. No, not a chance. That seems very stupid. <laughs> Who would make that bet? What a dumb bet to agree to. You were also supposed to do it during the drinking show so that you could have... Oh, yeah, like chasing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was the idea behind the whole thing, is that it was just going to be one more thing during the drinking show, and then you got so excited about the Malort cookies that you forgot about the Panettone. True. Did not do that well. All right, uh, today's show is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Coming up on the program today, Drew Forrester will join us in studio. Derek Rackley, who is on the call for Westwood One for Ravens 49ers on Sunday night, will get his thoughts on what he saw Yes, if you just saw it go up on Twitter, Mike Florio is going to join us this morning. I'm sure there will be plenty of you who say, why are you going to put that guy? I'm sure. Half the cast of Project Game Day told him to EAD on Sunday night. 
I get it. I understand. I'm if you guys know this show, you know, I I don't do that type of radio. I'm going to talk to him about this whole thing. I when I saw the video, I thought it was absurd. And I and I I'll say that to him. I I thought it was absolutely absurd. And even the justification of, well, this didn't have anything to do with the Ravens. This was just how good I thought the 49ers were. That doesn't make any sense. Like, and I, and it, with all due respect, even if you think the 49ers are the best team in football, in a salary-capped sport, the notion that you believe that any good team is just going to beat the pants off of any other good team, I'm not buying that. I get it. The 49ers have won a lot of lopsided games, but the notion that that made them infallible or that, by the way, it speaks to, I I don't know if I was going to bring this up with Mike or not. I got a message this week from a former NFL player, and I'm not, I don't want to say anything more about it. I got a message, and it was very interesting because it was unprovoked. And I don't know if maybe I was asking, I, I don't know if I brought this up and said something like, well, hey, why, why do they care so much about this? But I got a message from someone who said, you know what's interesting to me about the Ravens taking everything so personally last week is that it feels like it's, it's bigger. You can't have any of that. Sorry. You sure? He's gotta, no, you, yeah, can't, Drew, you, you, can't sh- you can't share yeah. it. You have to pay your penalty. He has to eat that entire thing this morning. Yes. You guys caved in, huh? What? <laughs> I mean, caved in. Mm. What? No, I'm just looking here at the best stuff. Yeah, that's been out for weeks. Oh. Yeah. I don't know where you've been. Caved in. What does that mean? What do you mean we caved in? Explain yourself. Well, who's the best of? Who's the athlete of the year? The Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year is Brandon Hyde. It says it right there on the cover. Yeah. Well, how many games he win? Well, a, a bunch. I don't know if you heard. Oh, he did? Yeah, he did. I didn't, yeah. Let me look and see what his batting average was. Oh, his batting average. I see that. So you're saying coaches can never win? Well, I would say that this I'm is, a little shocked that you got this one wrong. This is interesting. No, no, no. I'm fascinated by this because I'm pretty no, sure Brandon that you're – Brandon you're, Hyde did a nice job, but you got this one wrong. Oh, yeah? Because? because we all know who it should have been. Who should it have been? Gunnar Henderson. Okay. Let's talk about it. I'm glad there's nothing to do with the topic. It's already in the it's already in the I want to talk about it. Chill. Why? Because I think he is a I think, first of all, obviously he had a phenomenal He had a very good season. season. Nobody's debating. Um, He had a very good season. And I think he's the symbol of what we what we have here for the next five years until he goes to play for the Dodgers or wherever he goes. Uh, that's probably where he's going, right? That's where everybody goes. Um, so I, I just okay. So you know, I think the world of Gunnar Henderson, right? Oh, I have no idea. Do you? I do. I think the world of Gunnar Henderson. You also know that he hit two fifty five this season. Okay. So tell me why it is that Gunnar Henderson is more deserving, as good as I think he is, and particularly as good as I think he's going to be. Why Gunnar Henderson had to be Sports Person of the Year, Mogaba Sports Person of the Year, in a year where he hit 255. Boy, you're getting. I'm asking. Very sensitive. I'm not getting sensitive. I'm asking you to defend your thesis. Oh, well, yeah, I can't do that. Right. I just. I just think he was. He is the. He is what the Orioles have become. I think he is what we believe they're going to be. I think what you're referring to is what, in the stretch that we saw after May, 
that Gunnar Henderson we believe is going to be an extraordinarily special player for a long time to come. And we have every right to believe that. I think there's a lot of people that believe that Gunnar Henderson's a future batting champion, a future perhaps MVP of the league. I think all of those things are abundantly true. But this season, he wasn't those things. This season, he was the promise of those things. And I think that's really good. And a year ago, we gave Adley Rutschman the award because a year ago oh. it was about... Oh, well, that's what happened. A year ago, it was about promise. A year ago, it was, this is what's to come. This year wasn't about promise. This year was about winning the AL East. And as much as Gunnar Henderson looks like he's going to be, to me, the most talented player of, of all of them, and we'll see because Jackson Holiday might prove to be even more so than that. Right, which would really be crazy. Yeah, it would be nuts, but... You know, look at everything he's done so far and tell me why he wouldn't expect that. As much as I think that's what Gunnar Henderson is going to be, a 255, 325 on base percentage for the year player, the promise was no longer the story. The story. So who who got the final say? You? No. Brandon I did not get the final say. Is that why you're so upset about this? No, not at all. Everybody's upset. Not at all. Everybody's I did not, upset about I did something. Not, I don't even remember how I. But I will say this. I remember how you I You guys voted. haven't missed it much. Well, we didn't miss it this year. You just have a different opinion. You think that a guy that hit 255 should be named the sports person of the year. And I respect your opinion, but no, you don't. it's not. No, I do. I do no. respect. And we talked about Gunnar Henderson quite a bit. In fact, I think my suggestion well, was that it me. should be Brandon Hyde and Gunnar Henderson because they both won the major awards, and that's still rare within ba- We still don't see regularly Baltimore athletes winning major end-of-season awards. So I'm pretty sure my suggestion was that it be both guys on it. But if you're telling me one or the other who for, from day one to day 162 did a better job, I mean this genuinely. I believe the answer is Brandon Hyde. Now, if the season started in June... And we said from June to September, who was better? Well, Gunnar Henderson was better for June to September. But to look at on the total picture and to say the guy hit 255 this season. It's about time a coach got some do around here. As much as you people beat up on the football coach. Is this what you have today? Is you're just going to thumb through the magazine and beat you guys is, up? This is what you beat prepared. You guys up this over is what Maryland you prepared. Snakes and then uh, being the best new team. Like, they what, are. What? They are. Yeah. Who, who would be the. Who would be the competition for that, by the way? <laughs> it's about time they figured that out too at that lacrosse what, thing. What are you what is what is in what's what has gotten into you today? What's I'm lightheaded deal? from dieting and not eating any food for the last two weeks. You want some panettone? It's, what was that? You chose the holidays. Panettone. You chose no, what is that? You never had a panettone before? No, what is it? It's an Italian uh, Christmas delight. Yeah, what it's is a, it? Looks supposedly like a, a delight. It's, it's, it's like, like a, a it's sweet like a bread, bread. Yeah. yeah. It's like a sweet so bread. A little piece no, 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 no. Right. He's got to eat the no, whole thing. It. No, no. Well, you you have to piece. eat the eat whole the, thing. No, that. you have to Hold eat on. the whole That's thing this morning. unhealthy. Exactly. Well, this week? I, I agree. No, this morning. <laughs> this morning. Just bring me off a hunk so I can taste it. That's very unhealthy for Joe me. Joe Serpico, he cheated. He cheated. That's very unhealthy. This is up to Joe whether he's going to force you to eat another entire pentatone. You agreed to this. I didn't. Mm. Italians are crazy. Why are you not eating? What's your? It's deal? not good for you. Well, I agree with <laughs> that. But like, why would you choose the holidays to not eat? Well, I didn't. I chose December first, and it happened that the holidays were right in there. Okay, it's all good. <laughs> you, don't worry about. It. They didn't change the date this year. 
Like you knew when they were going to be. Because I knew if I waited until January 1st, I'd really be in trouble. Why? I was already in trouble. Oh, is this related to di- diabetes just, or something? No, no, no. Just health in general. Okay. You know, I went right. to Life Med and went through all the blood work. And oh, okay. All, all that right. stuff. Right. It's been good. All right. Got a sleep study done. And they told me, they had big news for me. The doctor said, I got good news for you. You don't, you don't get any sleep. I'm like, I know. So are you doing the bit where you're supposed to pee all the time? Dude, I pee 20 times a day. It's unbelievable. This is the this was the part when I had the kidney stone. They wanted me to drink this amount of water. They were like, "You need to you need to drink drastically more water." And then I did it for the first couple of days, and all I did was pee. It's unbelievable. It's all I did, and I said, "I don't know who has the time for Give this." Me the kidney I stone. don't know who is able to carve out as much time during their day to pee as it requires you to do if you want to drink this much water. Like, unless we want to do the. What wasn't the story that at like one stadium in the NFL, the bathroom was so far away from the broadcast booth, they genuinely just kept like a bucket underneath the the. Da- I'm pretty sure this is a. I, I I don't know if Griffin can do this research. There was a story that w- there was some stadium where they did NFL games that the bathroom there was no bathroom anywhere near where the broadcast booth was. Might have been New England because New England. I think this was an old. St- I don't think it was a a. You know, like one of the modern stadiums. Okay. I want to say this would have been like the old Foxborough or okay. Three Rivers or, you know, Riverfront Stadium or Cleveland, something like that. Okay, Again, gotcha. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure there was a story that the broadcast booth was so far away that they legitimately just kept a bucket underneath the table and said, Ugh. you got to go, you got to go. I don't even That's, know why would use the bucket. Just pee right in the... I mean, you know, anyone's in there for a week. I guess. Right? I guess that's true. All right, Drew's here doing anything but the show. No, I'm ready so. to talk sports. Are you, though? Why would you start today? Ready to talk sports. Why Why would that be something? Because I'm excited. We've got a championship football team. Where? Would you stop just thumbing through the magazine? Would you? St- I was waiting for this, too, because I thought it was going to be Gunner. <laughs> what is your Gunner thing? <laughs> was gonna be, have you like seen his hair? You, yes, I'm a fan. But like, gotcha. you still haven't defended your thesis. You've just said this is what I think the answer was, and and then that was that. Well, I, that's my de- my defense okay. is I think he's, I think he has. I, I think I think he's going to prove to be an outstanding player. I think the reality about this season is that from day one to day one sixty two, he was not as good as Brandon Hyde was. Hmm. I think he was unbelievable. If you get rid of the first two months of the season, if you All just right. pretend like they didn't exist, then Gunnar Henderson had one of the greatest seasons ever. But they did exist, and they did happen, and we have all forgotten, because we have a very short memory, that like at the end of May, we were almost kind of panicked about Gunnar Henderson and whether or not he could do this. Sure. Like, we were, we were having hard... I, I went back over, I, we do our you know, Glenn Clark Radio year in review feature, and uh, whatever day we had Andrew Jones on, Andrew Jones was doing a whole like dissertation about settle down about Gunnar Henderson. He's going to be okay. And this was in deep into May, whenever the Ravens or the Orioles played the Braves that weekend. We have forgotten that Gunnar Henderson got off to a miserable start to the season, which doesn't mean I don't feel strongly about Gunnar Henderson. I feel incredibly strongly about Gunnar Henderson. I think he's going to be a a superstar for years to come. And again, I would have been okay with him being on the cover and being, I guess technically he is on the cover because we put the team on the cover on the whole. Anything else out of you? I'm ready to light up Florio. So Mike Florio <laughs> is going to join us later. I'd say. You're mad that we're putting Mike Florio on. Well, you That's... talk about a. I mean, 
I just, maybe I shouldn't say this, but you talk about making a mountain out of a molehill. Which way? These Let's people, talk about it. These people should be embarrassed so, all week. People just, it's it's just insane. I mean, I'm going to go on a rant now, and it it's unbelievable how everyone gets offended by everything in this country. It's incredible. I don't know where this is about it's to go, in, but it, I, it's I'm going to be prepared to rein it back in. It's incredible. We we get offended by everything. Everything is everything makes us mad. Everything we've got a bitch about everything. It it's it, uh, unreal. Yeah, okay. So and and okay, and, but and let me say read, this. No, let me go, I'm going to be no, nice about it. No, hold on. Cuz you're part back. of this. Let me go back and say this about like what Lamar said. What what Lamar said was was I thought per- he had, was per- yeah. was perfect. Yeah, I thought he actually said it really well. I I, I did too. Um but again, it's and look. Here's the reality: either Lamar was faking it, or or Lamar didn't even know who it was. Like I don't think he cared. Someone said something to Lamar, like you hear a, uh, and it might have been John who got up and said, "Mike Floyo thinks we're going to get our asses kicked. We're going to go out there and show him." And in the end of the game, he was calling him Flores or whatever he was calling him. Like I, I don't even think Lamar knew, but Lamar knew someone said that. The Ravens are going to get the S kicked out of them, and it's not even going to be close. And I thought Lamar's comment was perfect. You you probably would never say that if you played. Mm-hmm. So, we again, it gets back to, and and then this is another thing that, that's happened to us. Like, we, we get so worked up over these words that if that other people said the Ravens are going to lose to the 49ers. Other people said that, and it was okay. People said, hey, I think San Francisco is going to win the game, and that's okay. But because Florio said, yeah, they're going to get said the it so, yeah, so def- it was- defiantly, everybody got worked up about it. It's, I think there are, it's, I, it's really, I think there are a it's few embarrassing. Layers, but I think there are a few layers to it, right? No because, one cares. Well, okay. I, I can't or, absolve. Or should care. If you presented this to me as someone who does this for a living and say, what do you think of this video that Mike Florio made? I would say it's absurd. I mean, it's 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 patently absurd. And it's what happens when we've all been told, stop doing actual content and start being performers. And I, I, I like Mike. I think we well, all know that What did he do like. wrong? It's, what do you do it's wrong? absolutely absurd to suggest that any NFL team is going to absolutely kick the S out of any NFL. We've watched, that guy has watched way too much football to actually believe that. That's not the way this works. Well, the Ravens did kick the S out of him. That's not what he said. No, right? no, no. Like, but you're, you're talking to about. To assume, to make the assumption that any team is just going to kick and try to put But if he would have said that about the Ravens, he'd have been right. Ultimately, he would have, it still would have been absurd as content to say, this is what I assume is going to happen is absurd. It's performative. But what did, what did you want what, him to say? I don't care. Get You're, you're moving the knee, the goalposts. No, I'm not. You Tell are. me what you wanted him to say. I think this team is going to win the game. I think there's you a, just made my I, point. I think there's a chance... You just made my point for me. You just made my point. No, you're like, saying something else. No, I'm not. I, you, you are. You, I'm not. I, I said to you, other people said. I'm aware of that. Said it exactly like you said I it. I understand. I'm telling you that if I was if I was the program director right? of something like this, my opinion would be this is bad content. 
It's bad content. It's not good. I'm presenting it from the side of the content. I don't care for this. I don't care for the bit where you just perform, where we do everything to the nth degree, where we say, don't just say this team is going to win. Say they're going to obliterate them because it'll be a good soundbite that'll pop up on the internet and people will pick up on and we'll get attention for it. I hate that type of content. I despise that type of content. I find it to be worthless. I find it to be dreadful. But, but you're okay if he says, all right, let me get to my predictions for this week. I think San Francisco is going to win this game. Uh, they'll beat the Ravens on Monday night. Now, the Jaguars, I got a funny feeling like you're okay with that. Yes. I don't find it to be mindless content. <laughs> I, I actually find that to be mindless. Okay, then don't do it. Then don't do picks. That, that, and by the way, his point yesterday that people shouldn't do picks, we'll talk about it. But you're, you're doing exactly what I just said. You're, you're doing it. Everyone's offended by something. It's not. No one. I'm, you're, you're, you are present. I don't care, Drew. I'm of course you care. You, you're no, just sitting here. You're not listening to me. If what? I was a program now director, you sound like Margaret. If I was a program director and I was judging the content, I would say I think this is dumb content. I think this is bad. Do I give a rat's ass, Glenn Clark, what Mike Florio did? No. You know why? Because I don't watch this s. I don't watch any Ooh, of it. Now you're doing it. Now I don't doing. care. It does nothing for me. I, I I'll just thought never it was be silly. watching these national shows. I thought it was silly I was how his... many people got worked up about it. a guy saying saying what he said. Like I, I don't understand what the big deal was. So that's the this is the line. The line is between I don't care and I don't understand why any Ravens fan would care. I don't. I, as I say a million times, if you don't like the content, do what I do. Don't watch. It's, I swear to you it's not hard. Whenever anyone calls my radio show and says, well, you, don't, you won't believe what they said on Fox Sports today, you know what my answer is? You're right because I'll never watch. I'll never know. I'll never I just care. don't understand why. In my life, join, join us. Life is better when you get rid of that. If you don't like the content, don't watch it. No one is forcing you to. There is so much content out there. Well, on that's the, the other problem. On the <laughs> flip side. Right. On the flip. This actually isn't bad. If you had butter with it, it would be okay. And he's not allowed to do that. He's got to eat it. Uh, Which I can't have butter. The flip side is... I mean, it's awful, but it would be good with butter. I have no issue with... Or toasted. The, thank you. I have no issue with the Ravens attempting to use it as motivation. Um, I, I I don't either. I mean, I, again, you're gonna you're always looking for something, right? I mean, Brooks... I think we talked about this last week. Like, Brooks Kepka got offended the one year when he drove he drove down the, the, the road that led to the golf tournament, and... And all of the top players were on posters, and he wasn't on a poster. And and then they didn't invite him to speak at the press conference. And he's like, um, you, you guys are interviewing Webb Simpson, but you're not right. interviewing me. Like, right. he, he got – he motivated himself. If that works. Right? If it works, it works. Right, right. I, whatever you need to do, right? I, I would be surprised if the Ravens, in their heart of hearts, if that really impacted them on Sunday or Monday night. But anyway, I, I, if it did, it did. I think there was something, and I and I mean this. So I, this is I was starting to tell this story ahead of time. Um, I got a message from the someone. more I have this thing, the more it's okay. not that bad. I got a message from a former football player. But don't eat all of that. Last that's week bad for you. Last week, yeah. uh, early sorry, early this week, about this kind of topic. Okay. And what did, and, what did Femi say? It wasn't Femi. 
Femi says a lot of things. I think Femi was in the EAD crew on Sunday night. I think he told Mike Florida to eat a uh, you know what. Hmm. Um, this is he was somebody, offended. Everybody's offended. This is from Drew. I love you. You get offended. You're the wrong person to do this. I do. Yes, you get offended by. Uh, how dare you not stand up during the national anthem? You get offended by plenty of things. Well, so I do get offended by you if you, you don't stand up for the national anthem. Your message I do falls stand, flat. I do, I, you get offended by lots of things. You get offended by you like you're a very you're a religious person. You get offended by people that don't share the same religious beliefs as you do. That's true. You you are not the person to share the message about getting offended. I I love you. I'm not. You're not. Huh. You get offended by things. No, I'm offended by that. Right. You're not. This is. <laughs> This is what we do. No, I'm really offended. Like, when you try to point it out as everybody else gets offended, everybody you gets also offended. get offended. Everybody like, gets you, offended. You do. Be careful, because now you're offending me. I understand. And this you're is trying to do it. I am. I'm trying and to. You're, I'm, and you're I'm, offending me. I'm provoking me. you now in this moment. Like, you, this is, you are part of this crew. It's fine. This is the way the world has gone. I, God bless. This message was, this is bigger than this. Okay. What happened this week with the Ravens was they saw all of the attention that Brock Purdy was getting. Okay. With no disrespect to Brock Purdy, who is having an outstanding season. By the way, as soon as you say with no disrespect, that means disrespect's coming. It's funny you say that because I, I think this person I, what you is, is not, but I get it. I get <laughs> with it. No disrespect, with no disrespect. Hang on a minute. With, with no disrespect to Brock Purdy, who is having an outstanding <sighs> season and was worthy of being an MVP conversation. It became something bigger than that. It became the comparison that Lamar Jackson had to deal with when he was coming out of college. Everyone with a brain knows that Lamar Jackson is a vastly better quarterback than Brock Purdy is. He can do all of the things that Brock Purdy can do, and he can do more than that. And yet, during these debates over the last couple of weeks about who should be MVP, we ended up spinning it into who is better. And this goes back to the same issues that Lamar Jackson dealt with once upon a time, where for whatever reason, being a mobile and black quarterback, you are judged differently than someone who simply throws the ball downfield and is a pocket passer. When people are labeling Brock Purdy as being the best quarterback in football, it's absurd. He's not better than Lamar Jackson. He might have been MVP of the league had they won on Monday night. But the way that it was talked about brought up those same emotions, and it played into what every single one of Lamar's teammates has felt every time they've taken the field with him is that he has been nothing but disrespected throughout the course of his life and career. That, to me, was kind of fascinating. Not because... Well, it's another thing we do. What? It, it, somehow it always circles back to race. Okay, but if you're going to try to deny it with a quarterback position, you're going to end up looking like an ass. The quarterback thing has been... Oh, by the way, I think... I, I, I would say the, that if you're... I would say if you want to make an argument about... I, I shouldn't say this because somebody's going to get offended... What this kid has done, Purdy, is kind of borderline a fluke. It, it really is. Again, we're not allowed to do this because people get offended. It, it's a borderline fluke. It's, it's Chakras are lined up right, right place, right time. Let's just call it like it is. Soft schedule. Um, uh, and, and, and I, I mean, they, they, they have they, they crushed. Pants, they pants the the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, like, let's not. Okay, let's let's. Oh, I, okay, I was with you up until that. Uh, one. But but look at their schedule. I'm not trying to they say have it was Murdoch's row. It, it's been a joke. They've uh, lit up all these terrible teams. But anyway, what he's done to me, 
What this is is a little bit of a fluke. Not even a little bit of a fluke. I shouldn't even I shouldn't even have to wordsmith it. It's been a fluke, in my opinion. Right place, right time. Everything lined up right. Zodiac signs perfectly aligned. It's been I, a fluke. I think I I think I agree this, with you. If he did this two years in a row or three years in a row, meh, okay, I, it, it's weird. But I, I don't think he I would. I think I agree with your premise. I just don't like fluke. Okay, but but yeah. again, this is what we do. You, I'm not offended you're, you're, by it. Don't try to say I'm no, offended by it. No, but you got to come up with a different word it. now. I just well, don't, I don't think it's fluke. the most fitting word. So let me say, let me ask you this. Right. Do you, do you think and this will be a yes or no answer? Is Lamar a better quarterback than Josh Allen? That's a great question. I think he is, but I don't think that it's I, – I, I think it's so close that it, either way it's negligible. I think they're both outstanding. I think that Josh Is he Allen, better than Patrick Mahomes? No. No, I don't. This year he's been better than Patrick no, Mahomes. No, but, 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 but is he a better quarterback? No. Okay. Patrick Mahomes. Is he, is he better than Justin Herbert? Yes. yes. Is he better than Tua? Yes. I think Back. there's, yes, yes. Okay. So in your mind, Mahomes one hundred percent better. Yes, I think Allen and Burrow are. And oh, Lamar and then Burrow. Are, I forgot are, about him because because he's he hurt. Doesn't right. play. Right. I think that Allen Burrow and Lamar are the next. And you I think he's better than Burrow. I don't know that I think he's better than Burrow. I I think it's the three of them are all right there, and you can pick and choose. If Joe Burrow is completely healthy, do I think that Joe Burrow maybe maybe I think Joe Burrow is better than Lamar? But again, going back to it's you're measuring two things that are vastly different, and so how do you compare the two of them? I don't think that I could ever say with confidence that one was better than the other. I think those three guys, and for a minute we thought Jalen Hurts was moving into that category. Oh yeah, but, I forgot about him. But I I don't think we feel that way any longer. I think this season. There's been enough regression for us to wonder if his ascent wasn't a little bit more circumstantial as well. So I'm not – for a minute I would have had all four of them in that group. To me it's – there's one definitively, then there's the three of them after that. Yeah, I I think there is something about Lamar that is uh, very uniquely different. And – I, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying he he's I don't even know what the the word is for the position he plays. He he's something more than a quarterback. Yes. And I don't even know what I don't and, but, and so is it's been and so is Josh Allen. Yeah, a hundred percent. He he's 100%. something more than a quarterback. He's a, he's there's um should almost be a a different term for him. He's a hybrid thrower. Like there, there's something about those two guys in particular. Mm-hmm. Probably not that dissimilar to what we saw with Kaepernick eight or nine years ago when he was actually a decent player for a year. Like there was something uniquely different about him. Not quite to the extent of Lamar and Allen, but you know he he offered different he offered different a different skill set. So when you are comparing these guys, this is where you we get it. We get put into this bubble of like, well, I, here's why I I saw somebody the other day said something about how many times Lamar turned the ball over this year. I I, I don't even know what the number is. I have no idea. 
But Not someone one. someone tried to use that against him. And and I remember saying as I read have it. Have you watched Josh Allen? Well, I but there there mm. again, it's what about ism? Like I don't even I don't even know about Josh Allen. What I know is the Ravens are twelve and three. Mm-hmm. By the way, he has seven interceptions and eight or, eight or nine fumbles. I don't even know. And again, he's been. But he I, he has to take the fumbles that we kind of know aren't on him when they're in the. But mix. again, I don't. Even, I, I don't know what's happened to us. Some people are going to say that it's fantasy football. Some people are going to say it's the development of DVOA and all these all these other garbage things. People have stopped just caring about what your record is. They are 12-3. and three. He plays the most important position, not in the league, in sports. Yeah. He plays the most important position in sports. Mm-hmm. There is no other position in sports that impacts the, the outcome right. of a game like the quarterback. Right. And the only record that matters is what the team's record is. It's the only thing that matters. I, I, because you... you I don't even know who I'm going to say when I say this. So I'm just going to pick someone out of the hat. Um, someone that's had I, – I, I'll use Baker Mayfield as an mm-hmm. example. I don't even know what his numbers are. Right. I have no idea what his numbers are. I think Tampa's 8-7. and seven. They are, yes. Okay. But if it, w- without Baker Mayfield, they probably have three wins. He, he Sure, he's been partly responsible for them losing seven – but they're going to potentially win the NFC South at 9 and 8 or 10 and 7 and it'll probably be largely because of him. And I don't even know what his numbers are, but I, but I know without him they'd have some scrub in there and they'd have five wins. Okay, we wouldn't have three. So the issue but, that I would have is saying that it's but it's the only thing that matters is wins and losses is you're not trying to suggest that Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback than Justin Herbert, right? I'm like, not suggesting that. I'm saying that like in, circumstances, in the end, and this goes back to what you said about Brock Purdy. Like circumstances end, do matter in this conversation. But in the end, and Herbert is probably a really, really good example of this. Mm-hmm. Actually, he might be the hot button topic, and it might even be, and Flacco might even be a good, a a good discussion for this. Everybody now saying, well, the Browns got a big decision next year. Uh, the, what are they going to do uh, when Watson's ready to go back? Well, we we know what they're going to do. Deshaun Watson's going to be the quarterback. Like, that's it. No, because they invested a bajillion right. dollars in him. Now, Joe might go be the quarterback in Indianapolis next year or or Maybe. wherever. Maybe. Right? Who knows? Maybe. But the, this notion, and Herbert is probably the best example of this. Are the are, are, Is he bringing the Chargers down or are they bringing him down? I, I don't think that there's any reasonable argument for it to be that he's bringing the Chargers down. I don't. I I, I kind of find the premise absurd. Like, okay. I don't. I don't think you can watch the Los Angeles Chargers and ever suggest that there's any element of he's bringing the Chargers down. I I, I I'm not. I'm not either. I'm, all I'm saying is the, the when you're evaluating these quarterbacks and you want to do it with the, with all these stats and catches and all the. All the extra stuff that people always try to include. Everyone forgets about the fact that without that guy, without Lamar, mm-hmm. the Ravens would have five wins. Yes. Again, this gets into a different order. Who, who would their quarterback right, right, right. be? If it was the whole Huntley, thing. they'd have five wins. Right. Yes. 
If they were Presumably, lucky. if they didn't have Lamar, they would have tried to have done better at quarterback. But you, I get the premise. Right. If Lamar would have signed with someone else and we'd have right. drafted Will Levis, we, mm-hmm. we, we, the Ravens would have five wins. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by how we have to constantly find something, whatever that might be. We have to find something. Not, nobody can ever just be good enough. It's like always, and this comment, whoever made this comment, it's it, this is this is an interesting comment that I, I didn't follow Louisville enough to know. Obviously, he won the Heisman, and I'm sure when he won the Heisman, even though I don't know this, but I'm sure when he won the Heisman, people said, "Yeah, but it's only because he runs fast and he can dodge people. Mm-hmm. He can't, he's not really a quarterback." And then people got offended by that. And and then when he got, you know, when he was sitting there at the table and nobody was picking him with each pick, people got more offended. And would, would he have, would people have been as offended if he were white? I, I, I don't know the answer to that. But I do see how you could make the argument that says... Well, the- it speaks to something bigger, and I think that's the part that you're kind of trying to dismiss because you don't like talking about racism. But like, no, I'm not at dismissing the, it at all. I'm actually towards, talking the about the thing it. towards black quarterbacks has been maybe I, I don't know in the greatest example of racism in the entire country. Black quarterback. Yeah, I would encourage you to read John Eisenberg's book. It's fascinating. Like the way that we have treated black quarterbacks and we try to guise it as like mobile quarterbacks, but no one treated Steve Young or Fran Tarkin. Well, who's we? Way. The the teams, the way that this the, the NFL oh, okay. the treated black quarterbacks. I you meant fans. That Doug Williams found wild success and they said, Yeah, but we just gotta do we we just can't have you. Gotta find a white guy. That's what it's been throughout the history of football. Is the the quarterback position had to be a white guy. And the way that we used, and I say we, it's the royal we, these like thinly veiled, well, it's about needing to have the brains of, we used nonsense in order to try, we even made up the idea that a mobile quarterback is more likely to get hurt than a pocket quarterback when we have, we still brainlessly say it, when we have overwhelming data that proves there is absolutely no truth to it. And we still repeat that nonsense because it's so ingrained in who we are. For every Dante Culpepper injury, which obviously was basically career-ending, for every one of those... Yes, there's a Joe Theismann... Well, I was going to say, for every one of those, for every one of the, and there haven't been many, but for every Dante Culpepper injury, there's a broken thumb from you standing in the pocket and hitting your thumb on the helmet. Or for not seeing the hit that's coming where Lamar Jackson, when he's downfield, sees every hit that's about to come and knows how to avoid them and get down or get out of bounds. The ones that you don't see coming, the ones when you're in the pocket, are the ones that get, and we still, again, we continue to brainlessly say it, despite the fact that Lamar Jackson, and part both of this times ar- he got hurt, he was doing it as a passer. Part, part of this argument also, and I've, I've said this before, part of this argument also is about the word or the term most valuable player. Sure. It, that's not the award. Because if it were the award, there are 15 other guys who should be talked about. And honestly, and maybe it's not fifteen, but it's it, at it, least it's, eight. it's how you define the term value. I mean, this it, goes it, back to right. the is this the, what this award really is mm-hmm. or should be? Is the most outstanding player? 
But what it's become is the most outstanding player on the, on best, the team. best team. Right, but right, but like, again, this is what we do. Right, it, it. I would argue with I would argue with anyone, and again, we're doing this. We're 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 parsing the word. I would argue that the most valuable player in the league, based on the what we've seen, the growth of the team. To me, the most valuable player in the league is Tariq Hill. To me, I think with, with without him, mm-hmm. the Dolphins are not eleven and four; they are seven and nine, or maybe, seven maybe. and whatever. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know, whatever. but but right, right. But the difference between them being a two seed I, and a seven seed it, is that kid. I think to me, I think there's a strong. Ar- I, I, again, this would go to. I think it's absurd that Tua is the better MVP odds than Tyreek Hill does for the Dolphins. Now, do I think that he's the singular MVP of the league? I don't know how to measure Tyreek Hill versus Lamar Jackson. I don't know how to measure Tyreek Hill And versus- I think the quarterback, I even and I'm not, you know, I pay way more attention to the AFC than the NFC, right. but I think Prescott is an, is an MVP guy. They needed, to, without, they needed with- to win more games against, like, they won one game against a real team okay, but, all season. Right. Like, but I mean, again, this is, you're doing it now, but that, right? That like does matter. I mean, it does. Okay. I mean, it does matter. But, well, that's the counter argument against the 49ers. They, they haven't beaten anybody. But that's because they haven't had to play anybody. No, they beat the Cowboys and they beat the Eagles uh, and they beat they they they've actually and then they got clobbered Monday night. Right, like, I understand. It's a week but to they, week thing. Like the Cowboys have one win over anybody who is any good at all. The 49ers have lots of wins over playoff teams. Like they do. They didn't play. I don't think they played the Ravens schedule. To your point, right? But they have lots of wins over playoff. But anyway, teams. we do this. We this is the argument, right? Yeah. MVP, MVP. Mm-hmm. We're all offended because. It, it isn't even about that. But, I, I again, what I thought the point was, which was greater than this, because I did appreciate what this person said was, I'm not saying that Brock Purdy shouldn't have been in the MVP conversation because he's having a fantastic season. It's that it felt like the conversation was going beyond that. It felt like the conversation was going to a different place than... See, I never thought about the white and black thing as it relates to those two. I just didn't. I, I, I didn't. I think the MVP discussion is it always centers on what's the best story that it is tended to, me, to be that i don't think it's about white and black i could be wrong i i, I, I don't know what i don't I'm, I'm not a voter i don't right. know what they think i, I I'm, but I'm i don't think it's that. about I, and i can't white speak and black. i can't speak for this person what I would say is it's less about MVP. It's about the it's, narrative. It's it's about the fact that here we're doing it again. You guys are missing what Lamar Jackson is doing because you continue to fall back on the same tropes, the same nonsense. You're saying that of it, who has a, the most passing yards, of who's the who's that I, I thought you were saying we fall back on the same thing, which is he's not white. It's it's <laughs> all of that. But we okay. these are all um I think the, that if these, Purdy is drafted in the fourth round, it's not a story. He uh, take all the bullet points about him, and by the way, it, if if he's if he's African American, it might be different. Well, I, I don't even know if he's if he is mystery relevant and he happens to be African American. It it might be different. I, I'm I'm willing to concede that. I I don't know because I don't vote and I don't know who they are. I don't. But he his story is better than Lamar's. I, his story. Let me stop because I don't, again I don't want to pitch and hold it into Lamar. Right. The best story of the season in the NFL is Brock Purdy. 
That, he's the best story. I, I, he was I'll, the I'll last. Listen, he yes. was the last guy picked. Right. He was a scrub. Mm-hmm. He was a a good college quarterback. Nothing more. These guys that are picked in in that arena are always just career journeyman clipboard holders. They just are. Other than the guy in New England, who was a sixth round pick and it was a miracle. These guys are. Stories, correct, and th- so this is this is not, and and again, this is this is the argument. It, it, he is the best story in the league. I, I don't care if he's white or black, but he's that. But that doesn't mean, and this is to defend your, you know, this is to defend your point or not my, the point yeah, about yeah. MVP that because he's the best story, it it doesn't mean he's the best. Player. Right. And I would go back to an hour lifetime. And there's probably a bunch of these we could consider. That one of the ones that comes to me that people never really gave much credit to. Do you have any idea how great the story of Jim Abbott is? Sure, it's insane. It's, it's unbelievable. Pat- it's patently absurd, right? The man had one hand. I, I get it. Yes. And not only did he get to eight, pitch eight, in the major eight, leagues, d- he was very good. Yes. He was outstanding. Yes. He was an ace. Right, yes. like so, we. This is what we do. Again, we 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 take these things that we take these scenarios, and we got to jam him in now to where he's an MVP. And we're missing we're missing what it really is. What he really is is a great story. That's what he is. I, and for this season, win, win, lose, or draw at this point, because who knows they. They may not lose again this year. Right. They may flame out in the first round. Right. He he's been a great story, and I the on, honestly the probably the most poignant thing of the of the entire discussion is what happened Monday night actually contributes to the story. That he that he yeah, had his moment in the sun right, and and totally yeah <laughs> totally yeah, peed, peed down, down his, his leg, leg. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now you you would say if they. If something weird happens, and I don't know who they play, but I think it's a cakewalk from here on in. If something weird happens, and let's just pretend they win their last last two, and then let's pretend Detroit goes in there in the first round and beats them, or whatever. Right. Or their first round. If, if that happens, people are going to say yeah, he can't, that his season ended right. when the that the Ravens ended Re- his season. Him. Like yes. that'll right. that'll be the story. Right. And this is again, this is what we do because we're constantly it's all about words and all about how we can't just he he's not the mvp but he is the best story and that's and here's another great story no one's talking about in general a year ago today people were saying that kid in miami's career was over people were saying you don't have to worry about the dolphins next year first time that kid gets hit he's done Mm -hmm. like there are a bunch of great stories and we we confuse that with right MV, and and so and, I, and it is interesting to ask this, and this is just fodder to discuss. If Purdy were black, would he be getting the same? Would the story be the same? I, I don't know, but I think it would actually be to the the other to the flip side of it. I think it would probably be more of the you guys failed again. You failed again to recognize what someone was doing, and I think that that's what's why it's so personal, and why. 
athletes respond to Lamar the way they do. This was brought up by um, my friend Josh Charles and Femi on the postgame show on Sunday night. When you watch in-game, guys go over and talk to Lamar and want to be in the sphere of Lamar Jackson opponents in-game. And the way they just look at it, the respect that Lamar Jackson has is we know how much more difficult it's been for you than it's been for everybody else. And we have a level of respect that goes beyond even other good players because of what you had to put up with on your path to get here. That you had to fight just for the right to be able to play the position when you're drastically better than almost anyone who's ever played the position. There is a respect from other athletes that comes for that that isn't the same and that matters to them in a way that it can't resonate with other players who got the opportunity. The unique part would be, well, Brock Purdy didn't get that opportunity, right? Like, Brock Purdy was sort of disrespected coming out of the draft. Somebody would say he was was appropriately respected because, frankly, he was not that good of a college player. Whereas Lamar, of course, he was, was the a, last guy picked. There, there were 38 other guys he could have picked. And there was no hubbub about it. There was no furor that went, Brock Purdy didn't yeah, go earlier. he didn't get picked, no one There was cared. plenty of furor about Lamar Jackson because Lamar he Jackson was Trace McSorley. Was, this could be Trace McSorley. 100%. Bro- Brock Purdy could just be Trace McSorley. The, the ar- argument that Brock Purdy was disrespected wouldn't be backed up because no right. one felt strongly about Brock Purdy. The disrespected argument is strong for Lamar Jackson because we all watched him in college, be the best player. By the way, in all when they do football. win the Super Bowl, I want to. I want it on sure, the record. Well, no, means that you said I want it on the record. That you I told were, you this yeah, thing I, should I, be hundred percent. I'm all and in. Here's the other thing about Lamar that is we can we'll talk about in eight years. If and it's just saying if if the Ravens never win a Super Bowl with him, which anyone that's been listening knows, I I don't think that'll happen. Mm-hmm. But if they go, if he goes through his career and doesn't win a Super Bowl. That will be the discussion point about 100%. why he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, that'll be the discussion point. I mean, it's a that'll I, be what they cling to. No one never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, but no one tried to do that with Dan Marino. Never. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, like, plenty of people did, but not. Oh, not plenty of people did. If you're yeah, saying did. mouth breathers did, that's fine. No, but I think no a lot one who's. Like, no one who was ever going to be involved in the process ever suggested that Dan Marino or Jim Kelly would be kept out of the Pro Football Hall of Fame because they didn't win a Super Bowl. I think you're wrong on that. I I do. I think people definitely used it against both of them. There was never a threat to one of those guys not being in the Hall of Fame. And the times have changed. Back then, we didn't have the the constant public discourse about it. You're going to find that if he doesn't win one, I think it would be that's going to be the be argument extraordinarily dependent on how his career goes. And, and if I the guy's also, a multiple time MVP, and I then he's not. That won't be the case. I disagree with you. I think because I do think people have it out for him. And if he never get let's let's say this. What if he never got to? Yeah, one? that becomes more interesting. It does become more interesting if you never get the one. That's sort of the Philip Rivers argument. Although Philip right. Rivers was never an MVP. Well, but he Philip Rivers is probably Philip Rivers is a great discussion, right? Is Philip Rivers worthy of the Hall of Fame? His raw numbers, yes. we do this all the time, right. his raw numbers suggest it's a no-brainer. I got, I got to get a break, so you got to rep. You got to make but this I'm quick. Just saying, his raw, make, I'm just telling you, you got to make it quick. His raw numbers suggest he is. Yes. But the rest of the body of work for him suggests he isn't. It, in talking to the voters, it doesn't seem like Philip Rivers appears is going to be a shoe-in for the Hall of Fame in the you know informal straw poll of people whose opinions seem to count about this. But... The conversation, I do think, is warranted. Like, for example, it would be patently absurd for Eli Manning to get in and Philip Rivers not to get in. 
Like, Eli Manning didn't have anywhere close to the career that Phillip Rivers had. So to only say that Super Bowls matter, that's the only way that we're going to judge quarterbacks, would also be ridiculous. Right. It would be ridiculous for us to say, Eli Manning has to get in, but Phillip Rivers doesn't. I think it's not going to matter. I, the sense that I get from talking to all the voters is that they're both going to get into the Hall of Fame. Can do this conversation another day. That 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 was a cousin of sports conversation, which is very weird for you and I, and I feel almost kind of hanky. It was a, it was in the well done, guys. It was in the family tree of a sports conversation. How's the panettone coming? Um, I mean, I feel like do I'm not eat all down. of that. I because mean, it's not good. For I mean, me. you got to pay your penance. but it's too much I didn't, bread. I didn't make. I'm getting sleepy. I didn't like, make just the like bet. It's like it's I didn't make so the much. You made the bet. Yeah, but let me see. again. Show it to the. Don't show it to do everybody. something that makes it. Don't do something that's unhealthy for that's him. It's not even half at this point of a panettone. I got. That's not. I got to the bottom of plus one you, side. Plus, so. you gave Drew some of it too. So he like gave me a, a click I mean, it's a, a dime. Sand. Yeah. I would not make him. Before do you pass out, you want to tell everybody what's going on at the Green Turtle? Yeah, I guess I should. Yeah, um, I'm, you guys. I'm a little bit worried about you not making it. To I'm going to have a Clementine. I don't want you to die, for the record. But he might. I wait a second. I think that you're you're overselling it a little bit. I don't think you're quite as close to death as you want us to believe you are. He might. No, I, it's possible I collapse. We can live with that. Collapse, okay. I'm having a clementine. Just not death. Seedless. Over at the Green Turtle, uh, you get a $10 free. I, I guess I should finish. No, I, I actually think this is even better. I think this is this is good content. Go ahead. You can you can you get a ten dollar free bet every Thursday at the new Green Turtle Sportsbooks in Towson or Canton. So stop by, get your free ten dollar bet, watch the game, and enjoy some great Green Turtle food a little bit better than an entire pentatone. I think uh, slightly over at the Green Turtle, yeah. So make sure you check out the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton, or both. The ultimate destination for game day excitement, great food, and live in person betting. A ten dollar free bet every each and every Thursday over at the Green Turtle Sportsbooks. Derek Rackley called uh, the the game on Sun or Monday night for. Westwood One, he will join us next. Drew's here. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GLENNCLARK23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show a partnership of press box and great ace memorabilia the next tyus bowser show is tuesday january 2nd at mother's north grill in timonium it's brought to you by superbook sports aj michaels and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. there's so much focus on sports betting these days but i want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat the casas inn is no gamble at all the quality on their menu is outstanding and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials monday through friday 
Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasIn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. Visit Hartford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Take in the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights, sing along the holiday songs, reserve a carriage ride, and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visitharford.com and click on Events to see the full list of parades and so much more in maryland you're welcome whether your focus is luxury and comfort convenience and technologically advanced connectivity or sporty performance and aggressive styling we've got the perfect highlander for you check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new highlanders from your local toyota dealer today Hey Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer, during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Sure. Glenn may be in his 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Drew Forrester recommended the print issue of PressBox is available right now. It is our best of issue. He's been reading it all morning and not bothering to be a part of the show. So that's how you know it's good. It's our annual best of issue. It features on the cover our MoGaba Sports Person of the Year, Brandon Hyde, and the team of the year, the Baltimore Orioles. Go pick it up for free right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. You can read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. There's actually a portal for the best of issue, PressBoxOnline.com slash best of. I would, uh, speaking of... I guess I shouldn't say this because I was holding it for Drew's Morning Dish, but I'll do it. Who cares? The story of the year in sports, 2023. Oh, is this when we do... The story used, of the year. We used to do the other thing for story of the year. We used to do the most absurd story of the year, and I haven't been filing away the one, the, the, one, the one, The one winner we had was when the West Virginia player... Right, went in with the jersey on. The, no, yeah. it sweats. It sweats, that's what it was. Went in right, and robbed yeah. the house, had his sweatpants on yeah. with his number on them. That's not good. They probably shouldn't do the that. Best story in sports in 2023. I, I have it, and I think it's undeniable. Well, I mean, Sports Illustrator already decided it. It's Colorado won four games, and they made Deion Sanders. No, well, that was a joke. The, the, the number one story of the year is the fact that Texas Rangers didn't lose a road playoff game. It's it's one of the more unique anomalies. I disagree that it's the story of the year. It's a it's well, an incredible your anomaly. Own, it's an incredible anomaly. What's that? Well, you're never going to agree with me anyway. But come up with your own. Uh, 10 million people watching the women's college basketball championship game. Oh, gosh. It's ridiculous. Oh, please. It's unbelievable. I don't even believe those numbers. Okay. I'm sure (laughs) they just... 10 million people didn't watch the championship game. 
Give me nothing a break. is real. This is what we're doing. Give now. me a we're break. We're in the nothing is real territory. Give me a break. So what's real? The Rangers didn't lose yeah, a road playoff did. game. The, you know, tell you what is real. The Ravens went into San Francisco and demolished the 49ers. Oh, next, be careful. Right. Yeah, Just yeah. say the Ravens won. They, they've demolished them. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> the, our next guest was on the call. He is, of course, a former tight end, long snapper in the NFL, and now he was uh, he's with Westwood One. He is Mr. Derek Rackley, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Derek, it's Glenn and Drew Forrester in Baltimore. Happy holidays to you. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Yeah, happy holidays to you guys as well, and uh, good morning. We are still late morning, right? Yep. Yeah. Sometimes when you come back from the West Coast, you get a little bit confused on what time it is and everything. But, yep, still morning. Completely get it. Uh, Derek, how surprised were you by what the Ravens were able to do? And I, I say that a little bit on the Ravens' side, but obviously more on a lot of people believe that the 49ers had turned themselves into a bit of a super team. How surprised were you by the Ravens marching in there and punching them in the mouth the way they did? Yeah, and here's what I'll say, and, and, and i got to be like you guys were kind of joking with it, right? i got to be careful with how I say this because I don't want Lamar Jackson and the rest of the Ravens <laughs> to say that they're not a good football team here. Uh, was surprised at the result, okay? Not necessarily. I knew, listen, I was reading all the quotes from the players and just not only this past week but, like, leading up to this season, like, their mentality, right? Like, when John Harbaugh was asked about Lamar Jackson being an MVP candidate, he was like, we don't really care. He doesn't really care. Like these guys are just uber focused on going and getting one win, getting the next win. Right. And then you throw on all the talk with Mike Florio's comments last week. And then, you know, I'm going through some articles guys and I'm seeing every single quote unquote expert or media personality in their game picks. Right. And everybody has got San Francisco. I mean, if I saw 25 game picks, there might have been one or two for the Ravens. Okay. And a lot of people are saying San Francisco, six-game winning streak, one of the most explosive offenses in the National Football League, quarterbacks playing at an MVP level, and maybe some of that is rightfully so. But I had seen Baltimore earlier this year, and I know they got a really good team, and they've been playing at a high level as well. And Baltimore just basically said, you know what, we're tired of hearing about that, and I guess we'll just have to show you guys on a national stage how good of a team we are. And that's what they did. And – at the end of the day in the NFL, you got to win games in December to set yourself up for success in January, and that's exactly what the Ravens are doing, and they put a stamp on that in San Francisco last week. What impressed you most? I mean, like, I, I, and, I, and I say that, obviously the result would probably be the obvious answer is what impresses you most. But in watching, and I know you did the game in London and you had seen them, this looked like a better team than what you saw, I think, in London. Um, what impressed you most seeing the Ravens in person as they are moving towards the postseason? Yeah, great question. So a couple things stuck out to me. Number one, the game plan put together defensively by Mike McDonald and his defensive coaches. They decided to say, okay, San Francisco's going to shift in motion a lot, and that's where they, a lot of times they end up creating some mismatches and getting players wide open because people don't communicate their shifts and motions properly. So Mike McDonald basically says, we're going to play zone, and we're not going to get caught having guys across the formation and getting out of – um, getting out of position and our communication getting messed up. And they basically just said, you guys can shift in motion all you want. We're going to stay put where we're at. Um, and then they mixed in some zone pressures where they're going to bring a linebacker, maybe drop a defensive end back in coverage again to where they're not getting guys out of position or matched up in one-on-one situations where somebody's going to run past them. And the defense executed to a T. Baltimore has a gift because they've got – the ability to get pressure on a quarterback with their front four. They don't always have to bring extra pressure. 
in order to make the opposing quarterback uncomfortable. And that's what they did. I mean, Jadavian Clowney, Justin Matabike, the rest of the pass rushers for Baltimore did an excellent job. Now, it didn't, it didn't help San Francisco that they got beat up on the offensive line. They lose Trent Williams during the game. They lose another offensive lineman during the game. So they had to shuffle things around. And when you're shuffling things around on your offensive line and you're playing from behind, you have to throw, and the defense knows that you're going to throw, that is a difficult position to be in. And that's what you ended up seeing in the second half is that the pass rush for Baltimore was just teeing off on San Francisco, and they were winning at the line of scrimmage almost every time. So not to take anything away from the offense, but the thing that I was the most impressed by, not surprised, impressed by, was the defensive game plan and how the guys went out and executed it to a T. Dirk, I always do this anytime I watch a game. I, I, at the end, I say, well, we learned more about this team. You know, Did we learn more about the Ravens on Monday night or did we learn more about the 49ers? And, and if so, what's the one thing that stands out if it's the 49ers or the Ravens in your mind? Yeah, so I'm going to give you two answers to this. I'm going to say we learned more about the, the, the Ravens that the Ravens, I think, might be the team to beat in the National Football League, period, uh, because of the way that – I didn't even get a chance to talk about Lamar. The way that Lamar Jackson is, is running this offense and how cool and calm and collected he looks back there. I mean, I was talking to Ryan Radke, my partner, during a couple of the breaks, and I was like, he doesn't look like he's stressed or panicked or anything. Like, he's just back there chilling – but like executing at a high level, it is numbers aren't going to throw you away, but 252 yards on the road against a really good defense, two touchdowns, no picks, still ran the ball extremely well, made great decisions, didn't put the ball in harm's way. That's how you win. And that's how, that's how, and he probably locked up at least at this moment, the MVP because he went up against the other candidate on the other side that had a horrible game on the flip side. What did we learn about from San Francisco? And I'm not going to jump on this bandwagon like some people probably are and they're going to say that oh see we told you Brock Purdy's a system quarterback. I want to ask a question. This can be rhetoric, but tell me the last time a really good quarterback had a bad game. Man, Guess what? All the time. It happens. Right. Okay? It happens. And it happens to the best of them. And not only that, but it happened against one of the best defenses in the National Football League. So I'm not going to be one of these guys that's going to say, see, we told you Brock Purdy is just a, he's just a product of Kyle Shanahan's offense. I've watched a lot of Brock Purdy this year. He's really good, right? And he got his offensive line banged up. And so that's not easy as well. He'll shake it off. I'm sure he'll rebound from it. Probably not going to win the MVP just because of how things shake out in the National Football League. San Francisco's still really good. Probably going to get back on track this weekend against Washington. But to me, Baltimore shows that they're the team to beat right now in the league. Derek Rackley is with us. He was on the call for Westwood One Monday night as the Ravens beat the 49ers. Derek, I, I, you know, that that part of this, to me, is the part that's kind of remarkable about all of it. It's not just this win, and it's sort of why I thought it was so crazy that everybody was being dismissive of the Ravens. Like, the Ravens have been really good, obviously, particularly against the NFC, but they've been good all season long. The, the, the numbers, DVOA-wise, they've had multiple games where they've been perfect, according to DVOA. They've had... You know, they've had a lead at like the two minute warning or later in every game they played this season. Had, had we just sort of been, and I say we, I, it's not us here in Baltimore, had maybe the country just been kind of missing how good the Ravens really had been coming into this game for some reason? Yeah, I think, well, I think what happens too is, you know, Mark Andrews being out, arguably their most explosive offensive playmaker, and the fact that, 
You look at the receiving core, and this is no disrespect, but nobody, they don't have a Tyreek Hill. They don't have a, you know, Mike Evans that just always ends up finding a thousand yards. They don't necessarily, in how they're performing this year. Yes, Odell Beckham Jr. has done that in, before in his career. Zay Flowers did some really good things, even in this game, with nine catches, 70 plus yards, and a touchdown. He's showing that he's a, a budding playmaker. They lose Keaton Mitchell, so he's not in the game plan. But guess what? They're still able to run the football. And when you go back and you look at sometimes how you win in any level of football is can you run the football and can you play defense, right? Yes, you always want to see quarterbacks because that's exciting. That's what the fans want to see. You want to see a quarterback throw for 350 yards. But a lot of times, unless you got some of the best in the league, if they're throwing the ball 40 times, things are going to happen. Turnovers are going to happen. But Baltimore doesn't necessarily have to do that because they can run the football. They might even call them. And Lamar's going to run, you know, a small percentage of those. They're going to turn into running plays, but they can run the football. They can stop the run, and they don't allow people to score on them. Guess what? That's a pretty darn good recipe for success at any level of football. And maybe that's not the most sexy. Maybe that's the reason why the country is not enamoring over Baltimore, because they, they're not throwing for 400 yards every game, but they're playing a really good style of team football that's hard to beat right now. When you when you look at and let's I mean we could include Baltimore and San Francisco in this conversation, but when you look at the way the season has unfolded, is there one thing that you've seen over and over that's become a little bit of a little bit like undeniable in terms of teams being dangerous and winning? Is there something you know? 40 years ago, you had to be able to run the football. You know, you, if you can't run it, uh, you got no chance. 20 years ago, it was it's a passing league. You forget running it, you just throw it every down. Is there something you've seen this year that teams have to be able to do to be successful? Yeah, well, here's the thing. The first thing that came to my mind, and it's not going to be the thing that blows you away, but I'm telling you because I, I cover some of the Atlanta Falcons stuff. I live in the Atlanta area. So I'm watching them a lot, and then I'm watching a lot of the teams around the league. And I spoke a little bit about it with the 49ers. You want to know what wins in the National Football League? Health. When you guys are healthy, okay? Look at a lot of the teams around the league when they start to stumble a little bit. You can even look at the 49ers this year. They lost three straight games. In two of those games, they didn't have Trent Williams or Debo Samuel. Okay, and in one of those games, apparently, Brock Purdy was playing through a concussion or he was banged up in one of those games. San Francisco comes into this game. Their offensive line gets banged up, and they get absolutely taken advantage of on the offensive line. Uh, again, where I work every week with the Atlanta Falcons, they, they've been up and down all season, but then they lost three starting offensive linemen, and they just their offense dissipated because they didn't have starters up there. When you get into December, the teams that can stay the healthiest or they can get healthy, i.e. getting a number one seed and having a week off, are generally the teams that are going to play really well. How about the New York Jets and all the pub that was coming for them coming into the season? And then Aaron Rodgers gets, gets hurt in opening week, and boom, the entire season changes for them. So sometimes health is the biggest thing. The Indianapolis Colts, they lose their rookie quarterback early on in the season, and even though Gardner Minshew comes in and kind of holds things together, when you don't have your best playmakers, offensive line, quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, defensive backs, you name it, you're not going to be able to win in the National Football League. That's the reason why these guys get paid so much money. And if those guys aren't on the field, it's going to be extremely difficult to win. Yeah, uh, the Ravens certainly have seen that the last couple of years when Lamar Jackson's gone down, and that's uh, that's the reality of it. Derek Rackley, before I let you go, if I could, just... we got to ask him about Maria Thayer, too. What? 
He went to high school with Maria Thayer. I want to ask him if they did, did. they go did they go I to the prom did. did they go to the prom together or is she cool? She did not. In no. real life, is she but cool? This is. I mean, we may not have time for this, but I'm more or less curious how you know Maria Thayer. <laughs> uh, but yes, blast from the past. <laughs> I, I actually love Maria. She Thayer was in forgetting, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Marshall. I right. loved her in forgetting right, right. Sarah Marshall. She was awesome. That's such a <laughs> random. I don't know what. I don't know how your brain works. All right, um, Derek. You mentioned the emotions of this one. You mentioned the fact that like they clearly were were highly motivated. Um, they, they were using Mike Florio, who were about who's about to join us, and they, all of that stuff. Do you have any concern? Because as cool as this was for the Ravens, and as fun as it was, it kind of also didn't matter all that much. The game of the season is the one they're playing this Sunday because that's going to be the one that determines who the number one seed is in the AFC between them and the Dolphins. Do you have any concerns at all about them being so emotionally amped up for this past game that it might be hard for them to get to the same place for a game that is exponentially more important this week? I'm not, and let me tell you why. Because all of the things that I hear from the players and the coaches like coming out in media reports are all the things that, that I have seen in my experience in the past that are for teams that are set up for success and that they're not worried about MVP. They're not worried about number one overall seed, even though they might be and they're going to quietly say it's going to be important to them. They're, all they talk about is we're worried about the next game. And how are we going to approach the next game? And to me, this is a team that's put together with some really, really solid alpha veterans. And w- winning in the National Football League, you got to have alpha veterans on your team. you got to have players that act like coaches on the field, in the locker room. And I feel like that's what you have. You have that with Lamar. You have that with OBJ. You have that with Roquan Smith on the defensive side. Some of those defensive linemen. You've got guys that are like, listen, this is how we're going to do it here. And if you're not going to play to this standard, you can stay on the sideline or you can stay home. And sometimes you need that bluntness, if you will, from your veterans, not your coaches. You need the guys on the team to believe in that. And I truly feel like they believe in that. They believe in that they've got some special things ahead of them. Are they going to win the Super Bowl? I don't know. Some things have to work out in their favor. But I feel like now they're going to be like, okay, guess what? San Francisco's over. Now we're focused on the Miami Dolphins. And they know that they've got an extremely difficult task especially slowing down another explosive offense on their hands this weekend. And that's all they're worried about. And then after this game, they're worried about the, the next game in the final week, week of the season. That's why I'm not, not too worried about it. All right. Here's Derek Rackley. Derek, what's up next for you? What's up next for me? I'm probably going to have a game on that final weekend. But as, a, as you guys know, they end up flexing. Yeah, They'll right. announce those games until like the last week. And so I may not find out until Monday. And uh, so I think that's my plan as of right now. And we'll wait a few days to find out. At DRAC48 on Twitter is how you can follow him. Derek, uh, uh, happy holidays to you, your family. Hope you enjoy the new year. Appreciate you as always, man. We'll talk again real soon. Yeah, all right. you bet. Y'all take care now. It's Derek Rackley with us here on GCR. By the way, does that concern you at all before we talk to Florio? The fact that they were so emotionally amped for this one? That well, I don't know that it, I, I have been saying this for a month. More than, more than that, what worries me is it's this is almost, I am a believer in this. I think this has almost been too easy, and it does worry me. Hmm. Now, I I really do think if we get the number one seed, we. I think if the Ravens get the number one seed, they're they're going to win two home games. But I am also willing to 
acquiesce and say, uh, yeah, I, 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 you, here's what you do know. But the first, they've got to get it. Like right. They, well, they're going to do that, I think. But here, here's what I do know: that when it all, when it all maps out, it's. I would almost bet you the two number ones don't make it to Vegas. They don't because yeah, it doesn't it just usually doesn't work that, that way. way. Yeah. Like, and so if that's the case, and we're one of the two, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I do think I get nervous when it's this easy. Because I think, you know, something weird. Like, here's the next argument, by the way, in the next debate. What are we going to do next? What are we going to do on January 7th? We playing them, not playing them, playing them for a quarter, not playing them. What if Lamar gets hurt in that game? For right. no re- like, we're going to do that for a week. That's the next thing. Eh. We're going to argue for a week eh. about that. I don't, I, I, I'll let you guys handle that. You, it's, it's, you're going to do it. Just, you're, you, are you kidding? You're going to leave with it three days. Probably. What are we because doing? Because we don't have anything else to talk what, about. What are we doing? I understand doing? that. I just don't. That one, I'm kind of over that, right? But like, you know it's coming. I know. I know. And there's history because we I did know. it before. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Right. And then and it's debate because you're going to have the buy afterwards. Like, they, and also. Because otherwise there would be no debate. The debate There would be no debate at all. You just but there's also it. an argument, and I don't think they're going to Seattle and winning. Right. But there is an argument also that if Pittsburgh were to go to Seattle and win this week, they're going to come in here potentially playing for their playoff right, lives. Right. Then what? That just like happened yeah. last year, uh, two years ago. Two years ago, Roethlisberger's right. last yeah. year. Yeah. We we might not have anything to play for, and they do. No, and you. are we sitting guys? Not sitting guys. I get like it. I get that's it. coming next. I get it. But I almost think this has been. This is what would concern me, honestly. It's almost been too easy. I mean, the Rams game wasn't all that easy. All right, let me let me touch on this real quick. Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. To your, by the way, there has been movement on the line this week. The Ravens have gone from three to three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Dolphins on Sunday. They're going to win by 20. And they're going to try to figure out a way to make that disrespectful. Go to Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Use the code GlennClark23. When you sign up, you'll receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose, again, with Superbook. All right, as you know, he is uh, public enemy number one in these parts. Everybody hates Mike Florio, but we've known Mike for a long time, and we've always gotten along with Mike. Known him? Yeah. We used to talk to him every week. Every week, week, 100%. When he was just Mike Florio. I I, I get it out of the way because I want to make sure that we don't lose the fact that Mike is an author now on top of all of the other things that he's doing, and he's got a couple of books that have come out this week. Uh, or this year, that is. Not this week. That'd be remarkable. Earlier in the year, it was Father of Mine, and then in the holiday season, On Our Way Home, which he's doing to raise money for charity. Mike, I wanted to make sure that I got that out of the way because I, I said I'm not looking to fight, but I take I can't promise the same about Drew. You know <laughs> Drew Forrester. You know there's a chance that he's just looking to fight. <laughs> Look, I, I, I could have easily said, no, I, I'm not available today to do this. So I don't have any problem with anything that anyone wants to say. I've made my position clear. I was wrong about the Ravens. I was more importantly wrong about the 49ers. And if you go back and listen to what I originally said, my point was I believe the 49ers would beat easily any team in the NFL. And it was getting to the point where it was boring when you looked at what they had done coming out of their bye, every game double digits, what they did to the Cowboys, what they did to the Eagles, what they did to the Jaguars, what they did to this team, what they did to that team. So it's actually good for the NFL that the Ravens won the game. Because now it removes this idea that the postseason is going to be a coronation of the 49ers. It's a real competition. And there may be a rematch in Las Vegas between the Ravens and the 49ers. And, you know, you play that game 10 times, 
I don't know how many times the 49ers win. I don't know how many times the Ravens win. All that matters is they've played it once so far, and the Ravens won it convincingly. And it, it makes the, the playoffs to come less certain by way of outcome than I thought they were going to be. I thought everybody was playing for second place. That was the point. And it just so happened the Ravens were the opponent. And it worked out for the Ravens. It didn't work out for the 49ers. It didn't work out for me. I'm a big boy. I can take it. So let's let's cover it point by point, right? Because, I again, I am not looking to fight. But there is a few things in there that are interesting. And I brought this question up early in the show. The flip side is, I, were you missing what the Ravens had been doing? this? And that's the part that's interesting is I think that even locally people might have been missing it. Like, the idea that well, they had put together multiple perfect DVOA games during the course of the season. Like, DVOA-wise, they were better than the 49ers were, right? Like, that, that part of it, in the fact that Lamar Jackson's won, you know, 75% of the games he's ever played in the NFL. Like, were, were you missing the Ravens side of this in how you were looking at the 49ers? Well, I was, obviously, based on what the Ravens did. They had been on a great tear. I didn't put as much stock in the Rams game as I should have because I looked at it this way. This is a team that plays indoors from Southern California. They came to Baltimore and they played the Ravens toe-to-toe in a game that went to overtime, but it felt for a long time like the Rams were going to win as that game was unfolding. And you're taking the Ravens out of their home stadium where they are better. And, you know, overall, home field advantage doesn't mean that much in the NFL, but for some teams it means more than others. And I think for the Ravens it means more to be playing at home than it does to be playing on the road Well, before, before Monday night. And so you take them across the country on Christmas night. You have them in San Francisco where the 49ers had been playing as well as they had. Again, it was more about the 49ers. But obviously, I'd overlooked what the Ravens were capable of doing. And they went out there and they got it done. And they made the 49ers look like a team that isn't poised to run roughshod over the NFC playoff field and get to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, clearly I was overlooking what the Ravens were doing. And I don't care about all those numbers. You can pick any stat you want to justify any conclusion you want to make no. and for, for everyone who would point I, out i can't make the commanders a good football team somebody else is going to say quarterback wins on a stat right by the way but I, I to some extent i know that's true but like it's it's also kind of absurd right like you can't make i can't make the cardinals good with a statistic there's no statistic i can use that can say that the cardinals are a good football team but i do think that it's relevant like i do think that part of this is the ravens they, they barely trailed this season like at all they barely trailed and again i think that even here locally, we've caught up on some of their flaws. Like we caught up on the absurdity of how they lost the Steelers game or the absurdity of how they lost the, you know, the, the Colts game. And we miss that like it's the season they're having is actually kind of ridiculous. Like they are historically trailing for less time than almost anyone in the history of football. No, no, look, I, I don't disagree with any of that. And when it's a good team, you can find any stat that you want to say they're better than their record would suggest. When it's a bad team, you can find any stat you want to say their record is worse. The point is the only stat that matters is points scored versus points allowed, determined one game at a time, and it folds into your final record. And here are the Ravens on the brink of nailing down the number one seed. And then you know what's going to happen. The narrative is going to shift when January rolls around. Can they win at home in the playoffs? Will they have the same outcome they had in 2019 when they got caught flat-footed by Yep. the Tennessee Titans, and hopefully that experience, for their sake, will will be a, a warning against taking anyone lightly, not being ready to go, looking past anyone, and just taking care of business one game at a time. And, you know, the, 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 the downside to winning the way they did on Monday night, it puts pressure on them to keep it up because now everyone's going to look at them and say, hey, 
this team is great and we expect them to get to the Super Bowl. We expect them to make quick work of some of these other teams in the AFC that that are not in the same category as the Ravens. And we'll, we'll see if they can pull that off when the playoffs get started. Michael, uh, Merry Christmas. First of all, I hope you had a good holiday. Um, the I, I'm not going to ask you anymore about the Ravens. It was great until the game uh, started. Don't move on yet. We no, still have- I, I, I don't want to ask you about the Ravens for another thing other than to ask you this. As you look at, and I just asked our previous guest the same thing, did you learn more about the Ravens on Monday night and what they're capable of doing, or did you learn more, or we, did we all learn more about the 49ers and maybe that they're – you know, maybe that they're not the pretty shiny penny we all thought. Well, I think it's equal. I think it really is. And with the 49ers, one thing Chris Sims noticed, and I think he's absolutely right about this, the 49ers were respectful to the point of deferential to the Ravens. And we haven't seen that from the 49ers when they're at their best. When they're at their best, they are rude. They are disrespectful. They show up and, you know, start pushing people around and taking charge. And, they lost a little bit of that. Maybe they were too infused with the Christmas spirit. I don't know, but they weren't chippy. They didn't have that edge to them that they usually had. And the, the real question mark is going to be Brock Purdy. Can he sustain what we see him do when the stakes aren't gigantic? And moving forward, until they get the one seed, the stakes are high. I think they have every reason to try to knock the Rams out of the playoffs if they have a chance to do it week 18, whether they have the one seed or not. Get the Rams out if you can get them out. And then we'll see what they can do. But the, the Ravens have a brand of physicality that I think can match the 49ers. I think a lot of those teams in the AFC North, especially the Browns and the Ravens, the Steelers as well, to a certain extent the Bengals, there's a physicality there that maybe the NFC teams didn't quite expect. But you look at the 49ers' losses this year. Other than the Vikings game on the Monday night when Kirk Cousins had the best game he's ever played, it's been to the, it's been to the Browns, it's been to the Bengals, it's been to the Ravens. Mike Florio is with us here on GCR, of course, NBC Sports, Pro Football Talk. Mike, I, I want to go back to just part of this because I think it's the interesting part to me. The fact that the Ravens were so worked up about it, I know you had fun with that, and I, I, I don't care, really, and I mean this genuinely. I don't actually care about any of this, right? Like, yeah, everybody says a bunch of stuff. I don't care one way or the other. The fact that they were so worked up about it, do, do you feel like they need that edge, like that they have become a team – that if it, if it had been you, if it had been anyone else, like that this is just who they want to be, is the team that finds anything to try to try to create some sort of emotional edge. Because it did sort of invoke for a lot of us, like, you know, Brian Billick years ago walking into a locker room and saying F the Titans holding up the Sports Illustrated cover um, because how dare they put the Titans on the cover when they were a good team. Does it feel like the Ravens have become the team that says, we're going to find anything that we can to try to create an emotional edge? Every team does that, though, in every sport. The question is, how forced is it and how organic is it? You know, when are you, Michael Jordan, making stuff up to try to fool yourself into thinking that you have that edge? Or when does it actually fall into your lap? Like last week, even though it wasn't anyone from the 49ers, that's what was so weird about it. When they first started making a big deal about what I said and taking it from being this is about the greatness of the 49ers or the perceived greatness of the 49ers, not about the Ravens or any other specific uh, opponent. And if you look at what I said, I said, if it was anybody, I would say this. But the Ravens just happened to be the ones that are playing on Christmas night at home. The fact that it, was, that, it, that it was somebody completely on the outside providing it is what makes it weird. And, uh, you know, again, they'll find anything they can, any team, any coach, 
any player, any sport, anything you can to get a little extra focus, a little extra drive, a little extra motivation. It manifests itself in all sorts of ways before the game, during the game, after the game. And, you know, it, it happened and it played out. And so, you know, I don't know. I mean, if it, well, I'd love to have that one little twist in the alternate universe where I kept my mouth shut last week and let's see how that game goes. Do they still win the way they did? Probably they do. But I'd love to be able to compare that apples to apples if they didn't have that one little extra kick in the ass. It clearly was an issue. Otherwise, Lamar Jackson wouldn't have said the stuff he said after the game. He didn't just find out about what I had said after the game. He knew about it before the game. So somebody was using it. John Harbaugh or somebody else was using it to get those guys fired up. And, and it worked. Would they still have won anyway? I don't know. But clearly, it got them a little extra focused. I mean, it's funny. I, when I say this, like, and obviously, you've become – um, you know, you're a very, very popular national analyst. You've done great for yourself. You're, you're on television. You've got a great website. Uh, all right, easy. We, no, yeah, listen. He said they were going to get their ass kicked. Let's uh, not no, give them listen, too much praise. But it's amazing that someday, if the Ravens were to win the Super Bowl this year, let's pretend that in five weeks, six weeks, whatever, they're, they're the Super Bowl champions, you will, you will potentially be a small part of the story, that you won't be able to write a book about the Ravens winning the Super Bowl without saying... So, sort of like how Drew and I were responsible for the Ravens winning their last Super Bowl because we asked <laughs> Joe Flacco if he was good at being a quarterback. That's right. Yeah, but right. no, it, it's, it's, it, this speaks to where we are in our world as it relates to social media and the, and the publication of commentary that someone will have to write a book and say, oh, by the way, there was a Monday night game where the Ravens got agitated by something Mike Florio wrote. It's just a sidebar that's interesting to me. Yeah, and I, I don't know how I feel about it, but the bottom line is, you know, for what we do in the business we're in, you can either be relevant, and when you inevitably say something stupid, it becomes a big deal, or you're irrelevant and nothing you say registers anywhere. So right. that's kind of how you have to process it. When you step on a rake and or step in something brown and smelly like I did, I, you know, it's better than the alternative of shouting into the void and nobody hearing anything that you have to say. Uh-huh. Hey, Mike, real quick, of the team, uh, Bengals a few couple years ago were this team who barely made it into the postseason, then worked their way all the way to the Super Bowl. Uh, a few years before that, it was the unfortunately it was the Titans who made it all the way to the championship game after they uh, won a couple, including one in Baltimore. Who who is there this year that's in that it's that's in that realm that's that's maybe not even locked in yet? to a spot that if they do get in, could be dangerous, dot, dot, dot. Who, who, is there one team that you're looking at and saying, man, if they get in, watch out for them? Well, there's one in each conference. I mean, the Bills in our latest power rankings are number four, even though they, they, now their, their situation is better than it was, but they, they struggled with the Chargers on Saturday night, and their spot could have been jeopardized. But I think they were a very dangerous team because of their experience in big games. And also you take the pressure off of them. I think pressure has an enormous impact on how teams perform in the postseason. And, and if you're the one seed, there's just more pressure. If you get in by the skin of your teeth and you have a great quarterback who can play well with no pressure at all, we can see one of these special runs like the Packers had in 2010 when they were the sixth seed and they completely destroyed the Falcons at home who were the top seed that year on a Saturday night. The Steelers have done it as a low seed. The Giants have done it a couple of times as a low seed. So I think if the Bills get in, and I think they will get in, they're going to be a tough team to deal with. And in the NFC, the Rams are the team that no one, the 49ers, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Lions, should want to see the Lions, or the Rams, excuse me, 
get in. And um, we'll see what happens when the playoffs get rolling. But we, we see it every year. You know, you have that great season where everything falls your way and you earn a high spot in the seating. And in one three-hour window on a Saturday or a Sunday in January, it can all fall apart. And we, we sense it when we watch those games. We feel it happening. Everything you work for, everything you put in, it's all falling apart just because things have gone sideways in that one limited sliver of time in the grander scheme of a football season. And, you know, the, the, the Ravens have, have lived that four years ago. And as I said earlier, how much have they learned from that and how much will it protect them against a similar outcome in the divisional round if they do end up with the number one seed? All right, Mike, I'm going to give – trust me, I've heard from plenty of listeners this morning that are mad at you, but I, I don't want to go there. I want to give two that I thought were interesting. If, if This is from Chris. If the Ravens were to play the 49ers in San Francisco again next week, how would you pick them? <laughs> well, I don't know, maybe I'd call it a tie. Look, you play <laughs> that game 10 out of 10 times, how many times is the 49ers going to win? I don't know. All that matters is they played it once. And if they would redo that game again, you play that game again. Look, let, let's, let's consider the, the four interceptions. One was a horrible mistake by Brock Purdy, a bad decision. Two, ball pops up in the air. We see it all the time. Ball pops up in the air, lands on the ground. Ball pops up in the air, guy catches it. It's just one of those fluke things. It's how the difference is made between teams of relatively equal talent. Bad calls. We talk about bad officiating calls all the time. Well, you know what? The other team benefits. Whenever there's a bad call, somebody benefits from it. Bad bounce, somebody benefits from it. So the ball bounced the Ravens' way. It created this, this groundswell, and before you know it, the game was over. You start that game over again, 0-0, and, you know, if it happens in Las Vegas in the Super Bowl, there's going to be more pressure on the Ravens than there was on Monday so- night. Monday night they had no pressure. They get a rematch in the Super Bowl, they're going to have all the pressure, and we're going to see how they deal with it. So in general, do you still think the 49ers are the team to beat overall? Um, no, not after Monday night. Okay. No, it's proven on the field. I okay. think I think they're the team to beat in the NFC, yeah. and the Ravens are the team to beat in the AFC. Okay. And it, that's all that matters because they won't see each other again until they both win the conference championships if they do. And then where are you with the MVP debate? Oh, it's Lamar now. I mean, yeah. Look, they, they tell us because I'm one of the voters, you can't say who you're – vote is before the season's over well i don't make up my mind until the season's over but i'm glad we've gotten past this whole you know polite gentleman society of brock purdy arguing for christian mccaffrey and christian mccaffrey offering for arguing for brock purdy and trent williams and you've got all these candidates from the 49ers that's done now that's over it's lamar they win on sunday and it's lamar regardless of what happens week 18 it's lamar and 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 he's earned it he deserves it you know we we see every year the quarterback from the the, the two best teams, the two one seeds, it's very hard to take it away from them. I was going to say, does, Hill, yeah, does that still matter Tyree what happens Hill's this week? Tyree Hill's got a chance to take it if yeah. the Dolphins would win this weekend. Yeah, that's, that, no, that's still relevant. I get that. All right, Mike Floria, you were good. You uh, you came on here. You didn't have to do this, and I appreciate it. You want to remind everybody about, I know you're, you're doing something uh, charity-wise uh, with, the, with the holiday book that you put out. I know we're past the holidays, but I'm sure lots of people didn't get something they wanted. No, we're, we're, still, we're still in the holiday season, though. There's 12 days of Christmas. It's only the third day of Christmas. So on our way home is a Christmas book, but it's, it's got a message that applies any day of the year. It's $3.99 for the ebook on Amazon, $9.99 for the print edition. Everything I make goes to our local animal shelter here in Harrison County, West Virginia. And, uh, it's, again, it's a quick read. It's a little dark, but it's got a payoff at the end. And uh, if you haven't already checked it out, I hope you will. Father of Mine's available as well. That one is 
four ninety nine for the ebook, fourteen ninety nine for the print edition, but it's longer, so you know you get more words. I got to charge more money for more words. So I appreciate you guys giving me a chance to give it a plug, and, I, and I, I'm I'm happy to talk about. I'm, I was glad to come on with you guys and talk about what happened. I own it. I screwed up. It's probably not the biggest mistake I'll make this week, hmm. but it definitely is the one that will register the most loud. <laughs> Mike Florio, appreciate you. Thanks for doing this. Happy holidays. Happy right. New Year to you. We'll talk soon. All right. See you guys. Mike Florio with us here on GCR. And yes, if you're mad at us for putting them on, be mad. I it's conversation. I don't. I just don't care as much as as other people do, and that's that's me. And I get it. If if you think I, I my friends, you know, I couldn't care at all. Well, I like honestly, yeah, I think it's idiotic that I, we care. I think it's interesting on the Ravens side. I don't. I don't care on the you know the fan. I, I think it's interesting that the Ravens cared. I think that part of it is interesting. Um. Because you know this goes and it goes to the thing that I'm going to ask, which is, what are they going to find this week? Like if that if that matters, and maybe it doesn't. But Derek Rackley doesn't think it matters. Derek Rackley doesn't think the Ravens need to have that type of emotional. Um, it, it, we're going to have to push back a couple of minutes. We got to get a break in. We got to. I, I, we're so far behind. I'm sorry. Tell Wes I'm sorry. The whole thing. We just got to push back a couple of minutes. Um, if 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 it does it require that edge? Do they? If they don't have that to motivate them this week do they end up flat against the Dolphins I don't expect that but it's now it is in the back of my mind that's all it's something that I'm filing away they clearly wanted an emotional edge and this week there's going to be an awful lot of people telling them how good they are it's all you're going to hear this well week. one thing he said that I and this goes back to what i was saying before he came on, like the the one thing that would make me a little nervous is, and I do agree with him that pressure and the that may be just the word, but the pressure of the number one seed, and you, it's all set up for you on a silver platter, and this is it, this is your year. Don't screw this up. Whatever you do, dude, don't foul this up. You you guys are mm-hmm. you guys are a lock to go to the Super Bowl. Just show up and play for two games, and you're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, and by the way, Lamar's twenty and one against the NFC. So when we get there, we're winning that one. I think that scares me. That does definitely scare me, and that's why I keep going back to this is almost too easy. And 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 to expound on that a little it's it's almost set up too well and that does worry me mm-hmm. for sure I, I, and I've part, been say, and part, I'm not saying that that part doesn't and I'm not saying same. that now mm-hmm. I've been saying that for four or five weeks like man I uh, I get it I that part doesn't the way we want it in 12 sure that completely that's right kind yeah of, you want it to be ugly you want it to be that's kind of the way yeah. you win it most of the time, Res- respond to a down. Not yeah, most you of the just, time is interesting. Mo- mo- I don't know. You, if you, you come out of nowhere. You you lose four straight. All of a sudden, you scratch your way in. You're ten and six. You're dangerous. I'd have to go back and look to know if it's most of the time. I don't think that's right. I okay. I don't. I think it's there are a well, lot of those I, stories. How many number? How many of the number one seeds have won? In I get the last... it, but not every team that's not a number one seed has had to go through a four game. No, losing I understand. Streak or something but like just. That. I get very worried when it's easy. Right. Well, they lost some games this year. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, like three. Yeah. Well, and they were all pretty. And they, they could have won them all. I agree. All right. Do you do you need to roll? Or what no, you I get. I'm getting paid to do them. I'm well, well stay fine, here. But we're doing. I don't know if you know anything about high school sports. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if you're. Plenty. There are teams that aren't called Calvert Hall. I don't know. No, if you're they're familiar. not. <laughs> 
Well, uh, County Sports on Radio coming up. Uh, today's show brought to you by, or just a reminder, Stan the Fan is off this week. Uh, he'll be back in action next Monday talking baseball with Ross and Luke. So join him then. No Stan the Fan show this week. We'll come back in. County Sports on Radio with Wes Brown is next. Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer, during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org slash hotels. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Brace yourselves for an unparalleled game day experience at the new Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton and Towson. Experience the thrill of live, in-person betting with Baltimore's only state-of-the-art Vegas viewing TV experience. Choose between a person-to-person experience with their on-site tellers or the convenience of their self-bet kiosks to place your bets. Gather your betting buddies and head over to the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks today. Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. The ultimate destination for game day excitement, Great food and live in-person betting. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Go to mdgamblinghelp.org. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels. Heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis. AJMichaels.com. 
Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Make sure you're tuned in every Tuesday for Pressbox Fantasy Football Analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your Waiver Wire Wednesday, brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. And if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled, subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Kahn's OnlyFans page at... Wait, are people supposed to know about that? All right, uh, we're going to get to Would You Rather Wednesday before we wrap up today. Drew Forrester is here. We normally do this on Tuesdays, but with the holiday this week, everything's moved off. It's time for us to spend a couple of minutes talking about what's going on in the world of local high school sports. It's County Sports Zone Radio with our friend Wes Brown from County Sports Zone. Wes, happy holidays to you. hope you're having a great week. Yeah, for sure. Happy holidays to you. So this is difficult. My friend Drew Forrester is in the studio this morning wearing he's the, the golf coach over at Calvert Hall. But in his heart of hearts, he hates anything, like anything at all that's pleasant related to Old Mill bothers him deeply because he's a Glenn Burney man. So when we talk, well, I, I saw the score the other night. Well, it's not that. Glenn Burney lit, oh, no, it is that. Glenn Burney I, lit him up. Thank you. I'm about to say something that's going to, it's going to make your skin crawl. Old Mill did something really cool this week. Yeah, got beat by Glenn Burney. All right, that's not what I was talking about. Okay. Wes, can you tell everybody about what Old yeah, Mill gotta go. Wrestling did that was really cool this week? <sighs> yeah, o- 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 Old Mill actually hosted the first uh, outdoor wrestling match in Anne Arundel County history, uh, rolling out the mat on the the, the, the midfield of the, of the football stadium. Um, it, it's kind of been an idea of the, the old male head coach for a while, um, and they actually took down Annapolis fifty-seven and twelve. But it, it was definitely cool to see, you know, athletes out there wrestling in the in, in the cold. How was the weather? Yeah, why yeah, why did they gonna, do that? Seems like the for, wrong time of to year get for the people to watch event. it. Like, why why do they do it? It is interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's it kind of just uh, um, it, it, an interesting twist on you know the, the the same old kind of thing. You know, wrestling in the gym. You know, just ha- having the opportunity to roll it outside. You know. More more people outside cheering, cheering outdoors. You know, kind of, I, kind of just a different atmosphere. Okay, it just breaks up the monotony. I get this. Yeah. I get it's it's something a little bit different, and then you get a few more people to come out than probably show up for your typical wrestling match because they're like, well, this is interesting. This is different. I encourage. Remember, there was a year that Maryland was supposed to do like a wrestling double, uh, wrestling and football doubleheader against Rutgers at Yankee Stadium, and I said you and I should go up there for it so we can get kicked out of more right. scoring events at Yankee by, Stadium. By the way, speaking of stadiums in Old Mill, I think my seven years is up because this was in nineteen. 19- 1981. Yeah. Um, it was me and three other guys who painted Go Gophers on the track ah, the night before the football I game. I wonder if it's still there. I wonder if they've ever removed it. I don't it. we didn't get caught, so all right. Speaking of football, Wes, it was a big week last week, obviously, with National Signing Day. Let's start with just some of the top players in the state and where they ended up. Yeah, so so 45 of the top 50 players in Maryland actually ended up signing over the, the early period, you know, it's kind of become the normal period, um, as we've seen. Uh, top player, uh, Ernest Willer, uh, w- w- was taking some visits, um, ended up choosing Wisconsin there. Um, and we kind of talked about last week, not, not necessarily a huge surprise, but Mike Van Buren it did end up signing with with Mississippi State there. Right. The St. Fr- Francis quarterback who had previously committed to Oregon ends up in the SEC at Mississippi State. Um, on the local front, it ended up being a fairly good day uh, for the University of Maryland as some of the top in-state guys ended up flipping over and deciding to sign with the Terps. Yeah, so the, the the big one for the Terps there was was Braden Lee at, at Flowers. They already had his teammate Lloyd Irvin um, committed, um, and he signed as well. Um, but Braden Lee ended up flipping from South Carolina to Maryland. You know, he told me it was just he he was looking for a reason not to stay home and and, and play in Maryland. You know, he's had some 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 unfortunate things happen this year, and and just staying close to home just 
just worked out better for him. Um, so, so he ended up flipping to, to Maryland on signing day. Um, and then good counsel, uh, defensive back Judah Jenkins, you know, wasn't necessarily sure if he was going to end up signing in the early period um, after decommitting from Indiana uh, earlier this month. But uh, Maryland, Maryland got in there. They actually lost a, a commitment out of Florida, uh, but I ended up picking J- Judah Jenkins instead. So um, can't really complain for, for the Terps when, when they're adding you know some top local talent. Yeah, and the local thing has been an issue over the years, so that's obviously a very good thing. Wes Brown with us from County Sports Zone for County Sports Zone Radio. Wes, I know because of the holiday, maybe not quite as many actual uh, games to cover from the past week, but um, this coming week, a uh, huge, huge week. Give us a rundown, starting with the Governor's Challenge. Yeah, so action for the, the Governor's Challenge started yesterday, Tuesday, um, and, and runs here through Saturday. Um, huge mix of talent, you know, from across, the, you know, both both sides of Maryland, you know, th- this side and the other side of the Bay. Um, some teams in Delaware, Virginia, um, kind of just, just all over. Uh, four courts all running each each day. Um, so ton, tons of basketball going out, going on out over there. Um, and then just some other non-conference, you know, matchups you'll kind of see this week. Um, both big ones today, actually, a, a boys matchup between River, River Hill and Quince Orchard, you know, Howard County, Montgomery County, you don't necessarily see that too often. Um, and then on the girls' side, you know, pretty pretty big game between uh, local Bullis versus IMG Academy. Um, should be some, some pretty nice matchups uh, that you don't normally get to see on the high school matchup, um, but um, some, some some cool stuff the holidays can, can put together. I saw that uh, Drew Calvert Hall is playing Riverdale Baptist today in the Governor's Challenge. That should be a very... Where, where is that? It's down At, in, uh, in Salisbury. They play okay, the okay. They do that. All right. Uh, remind everybody, Wes, where uh, you are, what everybody can... First of all, what everybody can find at County Sports Zone, where you are and where CSE is on social as well. Yeah, so on socials, at CSE score... Um, County Sports Zone is the place where you can find, you know, all the the scores, schedules, um, and other content around, you know, high schools in the state of Maryland. Um, and then I'm W underscore Brown 21 on Twitter. All right. Wes, always appreciate you, man. We will talk to you again next, uh, well, it might be next Wednesday is because we got another holiday next week. We'll figure all that out. But appreciate you, and we'll talk to you again next week, all right? Yep. Sounds good. Go Gophers. Wes Brown from County Sports Zone Radio. Um, yeah. That- Overly at Coward Hall on January the 8th. That that probably ends up being a little bit lopsided. Oh, I don't know about oh, that. Oh, really? Oh, no. Oh. I don't know about that. Oh, no. I wouldn't use that. No. I mean, Carolina had a great win over Loyola mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not. But I, I know they had, say, they had a rough stretch there. I wouldn't there. say lopsided. Coward Hall's nine and a half point favorite. <laughs> That's from Superbook. You're allowed to say that? <laughs> That's from Superbook. Uh, hey, man. <laughs> Superbook, not me. Superbook.com. Download right. the Superbook app. Use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up. You'll receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose, from Superbook. Well, we finished I, off Florio. I don't know. That was good. I don't know. I am um, – I, I, I love how you just clobbered him. Well, I, I, the part that I said, I just said it's funny because uh, our friend Josh Charles is listening this morning. And, hey, what's up, Josh? Uh, I may watch uh, Dead Poets Society in your honor. Well, I mean. Um, he said he's a clown, and I said, I, I, it's uh, Josh is an emotional fan. Like he is as emotional. Knox as, over street. Is that what we're gonna do? Is that what, no? When you he got remember up, when all the I, kids you want to stand up on the deck? You want to do no, the whole but thing? Remember when all the kids got called do, into the I, principal's I, office? I, trust me, I remember Dead Poets Society. Knox over street. Jesus, just I, I just signed the paper. I said at the end there. I it sounded still like captain, Mike and my captain. Thank you. 
it sounded still like Mike was was almost trying to suggest that it was like a fluky win. He's like, well, you know, all these interceptions, like you got to some of them were bad at balls. Some of those weren't good throws to begin with, Mike. Like some of that was well, one of the reasons. Here's you know why they got batted. Yeah, because uh, we got pressure on their quarterback. Correct. I I to answer my own question to go back to what yeah. I asked. Yeah, who did you learn more about? Well, not only who do we more, learn more about, but I, here's the one thing I would say that where the game and Ozzy used to say this 20 years ago, you 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 covet players who touch the ball. Or touch the court. One hundred percent. Right. I think this league today is. I think the one thing that's really changed in the league is if you have a defense that can put pressure on the quarterback, and it doesn't have to be because you have two great guys on the edge. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be scheme. It doesn't have to be you got a great interior for it. It in whatever way you can do it that best fits your personnel. The team that can harass the other team's quarterback the most is the new way to put your team together. It, 40 years ago, you had to be able to run. Mm-hmm. When the Dolphins mm-hmm. were right, right, Dolphins right. were great it. and the Broncos, you got to be able to run the ball. I've, I've, then it became, with the Peyton Manning era, well, you just got to be able to throw it. And Drew Brees. It, it, if you can't throw it, you can't win. Third and three used to be run. Now it's pass. Now twenty fourth and one twenty twenty right yeah. now twenty twenty three. You you've got to be able to get to the quarterback, I, and the Ravens are really good at that. I have I brought the, it was my biggest fear about this well, our run defense this is lousy by the way. It's not it's not great, but we can get to the quarterback. Um, it was my biggest fear about this team coming into the season. Frankly, was their ability to get to the quarterback, and that's why the you know the Javion Clowney Kyle Van Noy thing has just been so crazy. But to the point, I would say it's. It's no longer about being a good defense. It's about being a playmaking defense. And so to the you know to get the quarterback on yeah, the when ground. When he says they were flukes, they were batted in the air. Right. They were batted in the air because our players are good. Making, made plays. Because Kyle Hamilton's the most unique weapon in all of football right now, right? And by the way, I'll, I'll come to that in a second. Um, that making plays. It, we saw I this wrote about the, this today, by the way, at, at Drew's Morning Dish. Just say we got beat. Just... Be a, right. be a man and just yeah. say, we got you our ass got, kicked. got your ass kicked. That's the way it, it goes. It, it doesn't have anything to do with a fluke or this or batted balls or five turnovers. That That's correct. It would be like, and golf would be a good analogy, it would be like you holding out two or three times from the bunker in a round and winning. Yeah, well, you hold out two or three times. Correct. That's what I had to do today to shoot 68 to beat you. I, maybe I wouldn't do it again tomorrow. Correct. But But I did. Right, but I did it today. Yeah, that's the way it goes. It's not a fluke. It's what happened, a hundred percent. Now, but you we just, do this all the you, time. But you did say Brock Purdy was a fluke. <laughs> no, yeah, I, you I, did say that. I, I, I think that right, and that, and you said, and you're yeah. probably right. It's like, not the right a, word. There's a, it's a better. There, there's I understand word. I understand your sentiment. There's just a better word right. than fluke, right? Like right. I, the circumstance. To me, it's always the way these conversations go. I'll go back to the thing that the, this former player brought up to me about Lamar. To me, the conversation is always yes and, not yes but. And what we do is we create yes but. Sure, L- Lamar's good, but he's but he's good for a runner. No, it's Lamar's good and he's good for a like that's we we use but instead of and. That's the problem that we have. To me, Brock Purdy's having a good a really good season Monday notwithstanding, and. He's having a good season in part because of some of the circumstances that he finds himself in. It's not. See, but I don't. By the way, I not, don't discount him as the MVP 
because of Monday night. Um, I'm willing to give, because if you look at the numbers, Prescott's had an unbelievable year. He was dreadful against the Bills. Right. It, it happens. So I'm, I'm not willing to discount a guy off of one game. I'm just not. I, in general, would agree with I'm that. I'm just not. I, because too many players have bad – too many really good players have one I, bad I'm not game. saying – by the way, I don't think Purdy's the MVP. I said it before. Right. I honestly think it's Hill. But the – I'm not – I am not willing to discount one guy. If Hill comes in here on Sunday and drops three passes, including one that bounces off the helmet for a touchdown, I'm not taking that away from him. I'm just not. One one moment, one game, one quarter, one half, one bad matchup. Right. I, I'm just not. I agree. I, know, I don't think Purdy's the MVP anyway. I agree in theory, but I do think that sometimes we have to acknowledge that like this game does mean a little. Well, they bit had their more. moment in the sun, right. and they and they didn't do and, the job. And that and those circumstances do matter. Now, to the point, like you know, everybody it's like the, the Pistons. Everybody in the Heisman race this year defaulted, right? Like everybody right. who had their opportunity in the Heisman race to claim the award, right. defaulted. And so at the end of the day, they went back to the guy that didn't play a meaningful game all year long, right? Like they said, despite the fact that Jaden Daniels' team never played a significant game this season, they said, well, everybody else that had their opportunity didn't win it, so. You get to win it because you had the best season, and then that's and, fine. And you right? didn't have that game, correct? Right. right? You didn't have your because you never really had a moment in the sun, right. right? Like you didn't have that game all season long. Two things, uh, really quickly. This was brought up to me by hurry because I got to pee. Dave, yeah, that's not surprising. Dave says, uh, "Glenn uh, is Kyle Hamilton not the best player in Ravens history, but the most unique weapon in Ravens history?" Oh, please. What? The answer to that's no. Okay. Do your do your work. Is he the? I I understand the question. Has there been in the league for a year? I understand his skill set. Has there been a player whose skill set has been this unique, not dominant, unique? Yes. Who? Ed Reed. Ed Reed didn't was, uh, d- didn't play in the box like this. He didn't. You're. He's the most dominant safety do. maybe of all time. I, got, it's a different question. That's not the question that we're asking. You're not willing to answer that question. I, I did answer it. He's not the most unique player. We'll He's have, been in the league for a year. I'll, I'll have the I'll have the conversation another day. <sighs> Just on the defensive side. I mean, Lamar's more. I would agree. That, yeah. I, by the way, I yes. agree with that. I agree that as far as a skill set is going, we've never seen anything like it. Um, and then well, Bowler had a unique skill set. He sure did. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> I don't know why he doesn't just travel around the world doing the off like, his knees. Yeah, right. Like just show up and watch Kyle Bowler throw the football from his knees. Watch this. Right? Pay five dollars to come watch. We Kyle might football. draft you, right? Um, from from oh from your buddy uh, Randy Morgan. Randy Morgan asked if it was the best regular season win in Ravens history. I'll never be the one to answer because to me the the win at Cowboy Stadium will. I, 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 I'm too emotionally invested in that one. I'll never be able to compare anything to that game. The, and truthfully, I would say no. Here, here's what I would say. I mean, it, there is there is something to be said for doing it on the road for sure. Not that the not that San Francisco is the Lions' den. It, right, they don't but, have the most unique home yeah, field advantage. I mean, but I, I still would say, and I tend to put this. I tend to piece these things together based on eras, right? Mm-hmm. The 96 to 99 era, 96 to 98 era. Well, nothing then, mattered then. Right. Then you had the Billick era. Right. Um, and then, and we all look at the recency bias, now the Harbaugh era, right? So the Jacksonville I, game I, in 2000? Well, that would be one. Mm-hmm. 
But I would go the the first one that comes to my mind, and, and we do this all the time. Like your your gut reaction is typically the right reaction. The win over the Patriots in Baltimore when they were undefeated is the one that stands out to me. That always stands out to me. That was the one that, and I think it was was it Humphrey who scooped and scored right mm-hmm. at the beginning of the third quarter. Um, was that that game? I, I, or was that the Chiefs game when he did that? Anyway, um, that that game just stands out to me. It's interesting. It's really interesting. That game stands out to me. That we, you know, we that, that was when that season turned and you said to yourself, yeah, okay, there's, broke, something, we, there's something really special happening we, here. We broke that barrier right. a little bit. But I would say this is one of them. This is certainly a discussable game. Um on, again, on the road, late in the year, it definitely mattered. I know you said it didn't matter. You're nuts. It mattered big time. It didn't. It, it did matter. Not not tangibly. It, it mattered it emotionally. Greatly it greatly increased their margin for error. It didn't. It did. Tell me how. Because now, if they lose the other night, then they can't lose one of their last two. Now they can. So it did, it did increase their margin for error. No, if they... If they lost the other night but beat the Dolphins, they could still lose one of their last two. Yes. That's, they, you're factually incorrect. No, I'm not. No. If they lose the other night, right. they can't lose again. No, they'd be tied with the Dolphins, and then they would beat the Dolphins, so they would have the head-to-head tiebreaker I over just the said. Right, so they if, could lose the following week and still get the number one seed. If they would have lost the other night, yes, they would be tied with the Dolphins, right? And now. then lost to the follow me, right? And lost to the Dolphins, but specifically lost that, that. What you're saying is the reason why this game didn't matter. They could still lose to the Browns. What? They could still not. They they could still not be the division champions. The Browns could be the division champions. Not if they would have to lose both the games in order for that to be the case. Am, is he not miss? Is he not listening to me? Right. I understand exactly what you're saying. I understand entirely. I don't think what you're you saying. do. No, I do. Okay. That I do understand entirely what you're saying. You're saying that there's a roadmap where the Browns can w- could have won out all three games and the Ravens could have lost two, and so because of that, the Browns would then tie the Ravens and have the tie. You're breaker. saying they could I still c- lose two. Right. Right now. Correct. Right. Okay. All I'm saying is that anything you you do anything you can to to minimize this win, it's unbelievable. Tangibly, I thought you liked the team. I do like the team. There were some Florio. Flores. Put that on uh, Flores. <laughs> Flores. Put it All right, real quick. Would you rather Wednesday? Put it Wednesday? online. Clark says, yeah. do this. See what kind of – see would if Lamar you, will get mad. Would you rather Clark Wednesday – Clark says win didn't matter. Would you rather Wednesday is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma quick. comes in the range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. How you doing over there? Not good. It's Let pretty me see gross. It. Let me see gross. it. I feel like I'm halfway – Halfway, yeah. Halfway, yeah. We're past the two-hour mark. I yeah, let me try see to eat it. one. Let me see it. Maybe slightly more than halfway. That's that's halfway. You haven't puked yet. I feel like I'm gonna. I don't that's want a to. Different th- no, I would th- like to avoid puking. Th- uh, if you're a competitor, if this means who am I going anything, against? Who am I going against? Yourself. I've already lost. I, I, no, no. You don't get no, to just tap out. There's no like silver that. lining to no, this. No, you don't just get to tap out like that. There we go. This is what I'm saying. You uh, still have to give the effort. Each bite takes like a full 90 seconds to like get the. Well, world. we have the time. I have good news. Drew's got to pee. We have the time. 
You uh, missed it earlier. Griffin's supposed to be eating a whole panettone this morning because I mean, he lost a bet. I, this is probably the and most panettone anyone's eaten in one sitting in their lives. I don't know. Joe Serbico made it seem like it's something he does regularly. It's an entire. I don't know. He made it seem like no. it was going to be no problem. I'm I'm disappointed in your effort. I'm disappointed. I, I'm disappointed. That's that's this is, barely. This is, this is almost impossible. Barely this is half a panettone. Yeah, you didn't say half a panettone. That's not the that's not the bet you made. Any it wasn't is half a panettone. You said a whole panettone. No, you made I, the bet. I you said a whole panettone. made the bet. I didn't make the bet. You made the bet. Can I? I'll, I'll arbitrate here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'm happy to do it. I don't really think we need you to arbitrate. I think I'll we're arbitrate. All right. Yeah, I think we're all I right. I think this is unhealthy for him. Thank you. It's too much bread. He's he's 23 years old. It's you think this is the most unhealthy thing he's done? It's too much bread. <laughs> you think this? Is it the top of the list of unhealthy things that a 23-year-old has done? Really? These things, by the way, were horrendous. They were awful. All right, Would You Rather Wednesday, uh, you can win a shirt from Birdland Sports. I ate the old bandage. It was horrendous. (laughs) Then you went home and just tried an old bandage. It was horrendous. It's like, let me see if the flavor profile is true. And here's the weirdest part. He's going back into the box. It it did taste like an old bandage. Like, how did they mimic that? That's pretty remarkable. (laughs) He went home. He said, I got to know. All right. Number one, would you rather Lamar Jackson is unanimous MVP or he doesn't win in case they go to the Super Bowl, they can use it as a slight for motivation. Oh, my God. You people with this MVP thing. So so, so he wins MVP? Either either he's unanimous MVP for the second time in his career or he doesn't win just in case they're in the Super Bowl. And then they can use it as a slight. Yeah, for when motivation. they're in the Super Bowl, yes. I want I want it to be uh So you don't want him to win MVP. Correct. What a bad person you are. What a terrible Second, human I'll being. That you one are. Out too. I, I I don't care. <laughs> you have to answer it one way or the other. <laughs> no. That's how would you rather Wednesday works. You it's one scenario and then another scenario, and you have to pick which one you would rather. Uh, well, I don't know. Let listen, let somebody else win the MVP. Let somebody else win MVP. No, let somebody else win the MVP. I would rather he just be MVP because I don't care about that. Number two, would you rather? I got the good news. The Ravens indeed are going to clinch the number one seed. Yes. Now, would you rather that matchup divisional round weekend be against Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns or Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills? Um... Anybody can answer. I mean, you know what I'm. Well, you know what I'm going to say. What are you going to say? I, I I have zero worry about the Browns. I do not want to play the Bills. It's interesting because this has been kind of all over the place. Yeah, I do not want to play the Bills. One of one of the themes that's popped up is that frankly the Browns have a better defense than the Bills do. And whatever you feel about Joe Flacco, you'd be facing a better defense if you face the Browns than if you face the Buffalo Bills. Well, we Go Sean, ahead. We know Sean McDermott's going to get Go them ahead. motivated. Go ahead, T-shirt. For... Yeah, right. Most <laughs> that guy's got an emotional edge, huh? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'd rather face the Bills. You'd rather face the Bills. Yeah, really? Because the defense isn't as good, and you know, not running into a buzzsaw quarterback. So you love that guy. You love that guy so much. I've I had no problem playing the Bills. Those I mean, have, the Browns have no shot here. I have zero issue with the Browns coming here. The Browns are always going to be the Browns. You know, they came here. The Bills would get their year. asses kicked. Whatever. And, and, you know, they won the game I, when they came but to Baltimore they're, they're, earlier The Browns are always going to be the Browns. I do not want the Bills here. But you understand. They, and if they wear they those won, old helmets. They won in Baltimore. I know. If they, they wear those old helmets. This in, year. We're in trouble. Just a couple of weeks ago. We're in trouble. No. The, the last team, Six weeks ago. The last team to beat 
Well, I'm not worried about the Browns. Was the Browns? But I'm worried yes. about the Bills. You know what? I'm not worried about either. There's a good revenge arc against both. Okay. So, number three, would you rather? Um, you have an overdue library book. It's very unfortunate. The judge ha- do. has decided to give you a very creative punishment. You can either watch every- Knox Overstreet. Thank you. Watch every minute of every Detroit Pistons game for the rest of the season. Those poor guys. 27. Kate Cunningham dropped 40 Re- last night. Good, good, sure good basketball. No, it wasn't. 27 straight losses. Okay. Every minute of every Detroit Pistons game the rest of the season, or... you got to watch the last 55 of them, okay? No, or, yeah, or every minute. 40, 50. 50 yeah, every 55. minute. Uh, how many games have they played so far? 80, 29. Oh, 29. Oh, 29. Yeah. Right, because they did win two somehow. They were 2-1 and one at one point. Maybe 30-something? I don't know. So then yeah. they would have, then they would have to play... 53 left. Well, then they would have had to have played 30 games, right? They play eighty-two games. If they Thirty, were, give or take. If they were two and one, and they've lost twenty-seven straight, then they're two and twenty-eight. So they right? played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They played thirty. All right, whatever. So they have fifty-two, fifty-two games plus two. Okay. Or for fifteen minutes every day. Did I say fifteen? Or make sure do I have the number right? I said thirty wow. minutes every day mm-hmm. for the rest of the season. Well, I know my answer, and I haven't even heard this. You have to watch a compilation of the reverse food cam. No. That they used. At the Quick Lane Bowl yesterday, this is videos in reverse of people eating. So the food is coming out of their mouth. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Where's this the, is a you, thing. You tweeted the link. This is the thing that they put up on the big screen yesterday at the Quick Lane Bowl. People eating, but in reverse. The food is coming back out. Of their mouth. I'll take that. You have to watch it for 30 minutes every day. Every day for how long? The rest of the NBA season? For the rest of the NBA season. Or watch the Pistons. Or watch the Pistons play every game. I'll take the food. Why? This website's terrible. Because I don't watch the NBA. It's dreadful. (laughs) Ew. And there's something (laughs) unique about this. There's nothing unique about this. (laughs) It's better than the Pistons. Disgusting. Yeah, you have to watch like different foods each day. Yeah, no, no, thank you. After watching watching Twitter, the the Pistons play other teams. After watching 48 minutes of the Wizards last night. Why would you choose to do that? Someone posted something on Twitter and said, if you could never watch the NBA for the rest of your life in exchange for $10 million, would you do it? I'm like, (laughs) what? So change nothing? I mean, yeah, I'd do it for $17,000. Like, what are you talking about? Do it for $17. $10 million. I would, other than golf... If you said to me right now, yeah, but that's the more relevant. That's what this question doesn't mean anything. Okay, to but you. if you said to okay, me, but, what, but I'll give you an NFL ten, ten million dollars. Ten million dollars. Stop watching golf forever. Other than golf, for, I forever. Say. I'm saying ten million dollars. Stop watching golf forever. No, that's insane. but I would do it. I would do it for the NFL. I love tennis more than anything in the world. You told would, me you're going to be ten million bucks. I would done. do it. I would do it for any of the other. I'm a golf fan for ten. I'll pretend like I care I about would, that. I would never watch another NFL game for ten million. I couldn't do that. It's too much. Too much joy in my life. Too much. No, ten million. Too much. Couldn't do. Couldn't do. Ten million. It's and too your personal. Three You're kids are going to be happy. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, I sorry. was thought that might be sorry, the one. Sorry. Can we get a trash can over there? Three kids. Your three kids would be I don't set have, for life. I don't I have the whole three. box here. Oh, oh yeah, three. you do. I don't, I don't have three. Just got the two. They're doing fine. I have the whole box here. All right. Uh, you want to plug anything? Um, nope. Drewsmorningdish.com. <laughs> nope. Except for the thing well, I want to plug. Thank you, I guess. I don't know. I don't think we accomplished anything today. Hello. For a minute, there was sports-adjacent conversation. That's Drew Forrester, Drew's Morning Dish. Hold on just a second. I'm just finished. All right, there we go. (laughs) He's just taking phone calls right in the middle. (laughs) Who is it? Jordan from the Ravens. Oh, is she trying she to sell you to, tickets? Yeah, we're, we're talking about tickets. All right, I got to go. All right, goodbye. Um, it's it's important. Yeah, good, take Anything it. else we need to go over? Nope, we're good. That's true. All right, ready for the final on Sunday? Sure, by all means. Thank I got a bad feeling. It's a big game. Yep. 
Yep. Dolphins 28, Ravens 44. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Homer. The Dolphins. Send that to the Dolphins. They're going to be pissed off. Drew Flores. Project Game Day returns this Sunday. Uh, we will be with you following Ravens, Dolphins, myself, Rita, Femi, the whole crew, I believe, um, uh, Stecka, KZ, Josh Charles, maybe even Stan the Fan. They were all together on Sunday night or Monday night. This week doesn't make any sense. I don't know what day today is. But um, we'll be back together for Project Game Day on Sunday. Come hang out with us, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. It's all brought to you by A.J. Michael, Superbook Sports, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. We'll come back in, get a tidbit and tubi to wrap it up for a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Brace yourselves for an unparalleled game day experience at the new Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton and Towson. Experience the thrill of live, in-person betting with Baltimore's only state-of-the-art Vegas viewing TV experience. Choose between a person-to-person experience with their on-site tellers or the convenience of their self-bet kiosks to place your bets. Gather your betting buddies and head over to the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks today. Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. The ultimate destination for game day excitement, Great food and live in-person betting. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Go to mdgamblinghelp.org. The latest edition of PressBox is available now, and it's our very special annual best of issue. On the cover, we celebrate Orioles manager Brandon Hyde as our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and the Orioles as our Team of the Year. With Stan the Fan Charles and Glenn Clark sitting down with Hyde to discuss his role in creating the culture that defined the Orioles' magic season. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2023. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Ravens, Terps, and O's at PressBoxOnline.com. Visit Hartford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Take in the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights, sing along the holiday songs, reserve a carriage ride, and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visitharford.com and click on Events to see the full list of parades and so much more. In Maryland, you're welcome. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on, where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas in at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. 
six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org hotels. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to GCR? All right, winding down for a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Continue to get me your responses throughout the day at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Hoping that we're going to get a purge before the show is over. Hoping to get a Randy Gregory before uh, we wrap up for the day. Griffin has oh. been attempting to eat as much of this panettone as he can. He's going to come up well short of what he promised he would do. I got pretty close. I'm pretty sure that means he has to work it out with Joe Serpico what further penance he has to pay because of this. Oh, oh, oh. No, 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 we're good, we're good. I was really hoping. I was really for that to be the one. Are you going to, when the show's over, are you going to go make force yourself? (laughs) Maybe I I should. The the bull ball day, I had to do that. I had to. I was like, I got to get this out. Got to get the poison out. And I definitely had to do it on the, the... Peanut butter mayonnaise sandwich a day. I definitely had to get the poison out that day as well. What? What did you? <sighs> what's on the floor? Oh, all the panettone stuff. Like, like the, the box? Like oh, the, okay. the, the, the wrapper. Why would you put it on the floor? I'll figure it out later. Griffin lost a bet. He's got to eat a panettone this morning. Oh. He's not going to finish it. Shameful. <sighs> Very embarrassing. But thank you for listening. All right. Um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, uh, John Coulson's here this morning. All right, let's get a tidbit. Uh, tidbit is brought to you today by the Green Turtle. Griffin, tell everybody about what's going on at the Green Turtle. Every Thursday. Sorry. Oh, boy. Sorry. Oh, boy. Sorry, Green Turtle. <sighs> you get a $10 free bet Yeah. every Thursday at the Green Turtle do you, do Sportsbook you? in Towson and Canton. Stop by, get your $10 free bet, watch the game, enjoy some great Green Turtle food, and be sure to check out. Oh, my gosh. It's like all stuck in my teeth. Okay. I probably shouldn't have gone with the chocolate. I'm, wondering, I'm trying to think, I think if I would have been able to finish. I think that was a mistake. Check out the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton, or both, and you can uh, experience the ultimate destination for game day excitement, great food, and live in-person betting. Again, a $10 free bet each and every Thursday at the Green Turtle Sportsbooks. All right, very good. What you got for tidbits? Um, Last night I was, was hoping the... hoping for some Panettone-related <laughs> yeah. trivia. Yeah. I, is there such a thing, I guess? I mm-hmm. guess. Um, what bowl even was last night? It was the uh, it was the guaranteed rate bowl. Of ah, course. everybody knows that out in uh, Phoenix. Yeah, UNLV. A uh, lot of points. And, and yes, highest scoring points. Uh, guaranteed rate bowl ever. I think. Really? I don't know. Maybe. Well, Jason Bean, uh, who was the quarterback for Kansas, he became the first quarterback since 2016, the first FBS quarterback since 2016 to throw for 425 yards and six touchdowns. Uh, in his final collegiate game. Oh, man, I, I misread this. For some reason, I thought it was his first collegiate game, and I was like, oh, this is impressive. Okay. It's not as impressive anymore. So what? But the last time so it nothing, happened. then. The last time it happened was Patrick Mahomes, so good good company for Jason Bean. Okay. That's what you got? Yeah. 
Oh, man. Uh, the 2023 Browns, uh, they are the first NFL team to now win at least 10 games in a season with four different starting quarterbacks, uh, each at, le- at least earning one win. Um, that is the first time that's ever happened. Okay, how Fourth difference that? for a 10-win team, four okay. starting quarterbacks. Congratulations. Lions uh, have multiple first-year players uh, with nine touchdowns. Um, so for so I, I don't I don't know why they're saying first year, but rookie players with nine plus touchdowns. Uh, the only other NFL team to do this uh, would be well. Can you name you know the new two Lions players, of course? Uh, yeah, it's Sam Laporta and uh, Jameer Gibbs. Yes, they both have nine touchdowns this season. Only one other NFL team has had two rookies score nine touchdowns. Nine they call them scrimmage touchdowns, so nine total touchdowns. They, I mean, it's pretty random. So they, oh, <laughs> they are both former Ravens, but they did not do this with the Ravens. Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin? Not Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin. They are both former Ravens. They are both former Ravens. I guess Ravens. they wouldn't have been rookies the same year, though. Both former Ravens didn't do it with the Ravens, and it's random. <laughs> this is a hell of a... All right, was one of them, I guess we just start going through, was one of them Danny Woodhead? It was not Danny Woodhead. Was one of them Michael Crabtree? It was not Michael Crabtree. Was one of them, I'm trying to come up with random Ravens. Was one of them Le'Veon Bell? Well, one of them is, I guess, not so much a random Raven. The other one's pretty random and oh, a little God infamous. sakes. A little infamous Raven. Infamous. Ray Rice? Not Ray Rice. And he did it with the Ravens, so yeah. that wouldn't have been an infamous Raven. Jesus. The year was, do you want the year? They were, they were rookies they in were, 2004. And became an infamous Raven. Became an infamous Raven. One was a pretty pretty good career as a Raven. One had a pretty good career, Derek Mason. Not Derek Mason. Anquan Bolden. Not Anquan Bolden. You're, you're in like the bright era, though. In the right era. Had a pretty good career. Steve Smith. Not Steve Smith. Too Too late. Too late. Had a pretty good career as a Raven. Willis McGahee. Willis McGahee is one of them when he scored 13 touchdowns his rookie season. He was a rookie with the Bills. That is correct. Who was another Bill that became a Raven? Lee Evans. Lee Evans. Lee Evans. Lee Evans and Willis McGahee, the only other duo. Lee Evans. With nine touchdowns. How about that? How about that? Yeah. All right. Very good. That was tidbit. Tubular is brought to you by the Tyus Bowser Show, which returns next Tuesday. We'll be at Mother's North Grill in Timonium for the next Tyus Bowser Show. Hope you can come join us. We'll be with you. It's all brought to you by Superbook Sports, HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. Wow. Jeez. And A.J. Michaels. We'll be tasting it all day. Tyus Bowser Show is a partnership of of Press Box and Grade 8's memorabilia. We'll see you Tuesday night for the next Tyus Bowser Show. I thought, I thought there might be more yeah, coming nah, out. I think I'm, I think I'm okay. Mother's and North Grill and Timonium next Tuesday. Because my sister made chocolate chip cookies, and this oh. is just going to ruin that. Oh, because that's too bad. There's that's just chocolate too... in this. Well, you know, you could have done this last Friday. <laughs> this is kind of on you. It's not really, not really anybody else's fault now, is it? Well, who lost the fantasy football matchup? Uh, Tyreek Hill lost me the is that, that's, it's If he had Ty- played, it's I would have been fun. Well, then he can't would've be MVP. Fun. Tell Drew you're, he's nuts. He can't be MVP. All right, uh, here's what's coming up tonight, totally tubular-wise. Really, again, uh, not much in terms of local. One, There's very little college basketball, but one of them involves Morgan. Morgan's at Virginia tonight at 7 o'clock on ACC Network. The Military Bowl down in Annapolis gets underway at 2 o'clock. Virginia Tech and Tulane. That's on ESPN. Lay the 10, lay the 10. 
Ooh, really? With Virginia Tech, yeah. Why? Tulane. No one's playing for the Tulane. Okay, there you go. And and you know, I know Virginia Michael, I know gonna, Michael Pratt's not playing. He's not playing. They're missing like almost a, like half, more than half of their offensive starters. But and Virginia Tech's going to dominate the field position game. So oh, because of Peter Moore, because you're all in on Peter Moore. This is this is the Peter Moore special. Uh, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, North Carolina and West Virginia at 5:30. The Texas Bowl, Texas A&M, Oklahoma State at nine. Holiday Bowl tonight, uh, Louisville and USC at eight o'clock on Fox. I do believe this is the first day that any ranked teams are participating in bowl season. So, uh, they JMU, get, uh, yeah, I guess JMU wasn't ranked. Yeah, because yeah. they lost, right? Uh, Monumental for Capitals, Rangers at 7, TNT, Bruins, Sabres, 7.30. Uh, Monumental 2, Raptors, Wizards at 7. It's also on NBA TV. USA Network for Everton and Man City at 3.15. TBS for AW Dynamite at 8. Anything non-sports-wise? No, it's the, uh, it is the uh, annual Kennedy Center honors on uh So th- those on aren't CBS. live. No, they're not live. This happened yeah. like three, three I don't remember who was honored this year. I don't uh, remember. I was trying to look it up. Like I, I found Because there have been some I... really cool moments over the years. Like Sting did um, uh, the Rising when Bruce Springsteen was honored, uh, honored, and that was pretty cool. Uh, Beyonce did... Um, I think Proud Mary when Tina Turner was honored, and it was really cool. And then the most famous one of all time was Aretha doing um, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman when Carole King was honored. And she, like, threw threw her um, coat down on the ground, and it was this em- emphatic performance. It's one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen in my life. Um, the other networks are also trying there. It's the year 2023 on ABC and NBC's Hot 10 of 2023. There's no, no thank else. you. There's a new episode of the Percy no, Jackson Show, as well as What If. Yeah, Disney I watched Plus. the first three episodes of Letterkenny yesterday, mm. so um, that's how I'm going to be spending as much time. Of, of course, tonight, obviously, everybody will be listening to Reading Glenn right, exactly. on 105.7 The Fans, so there's no real room for there to be anything else going on. All right, uh, thanks today. Oh, Tubular was also brought to you today by Live Casino and Hotel. Griffin? That's correct. The, uh, they have the second chance to win drawing going on right now. Only about a week left now, a little over a week left. If luck wasn't on your side at a recent bet at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, well, you can get ready to turn those losses into winning opportunities with the second chance to win promotion between now and January 4th. Again, January 4th, 2024 is the final day to get in. All Live Casino and Hotel Maryland rewards members will be able to enter their losing bet slips into the second chance to win drum. And then two nights a week, 20 different winners will be chosen. Prizes ranging from Live Casino and Hotel Maryland apparel, sports and social ultimate happy hour, plus cash and free play worth up to $500. Drawings will be held every Thursday and Monday only at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Adirondack Mills must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Kyle Hamilton named AFC Defensive Player of the Week. First mm-hmm. Raven to be named AFC Defensive Player of the Week this season. Oddly, it's one of those just goofy kind of anomaly things. The Ravens, of course, have the best record in all of football. They've had one Offensive Player of the Week recognition, now one Defensive Player of the Week recognition, and one Special Teams Player of the Week recognition all season long. It was Tylen, was it Tylen? Tylen Wallace, and it was Lamar in Week 7. I don't even remember which game Week 7 was, so I don't remember. Was that before Tennessee? Uh, Who did they play? Asking me to remember. Is that really what we're doing now? Um. Yeah, he probably deserved it, though. I'm gonna guess that he did. I just don't. I genuinely don't remember which game it was. It would have been the oh, the Lions game. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, yeah. There you go. All right. Thanks today to Drew Forrester. Thanks to Mike Florio. Thanks to Derek Rackley, and thanks to Wes Brown. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the. Oh my God, it's so good. Tab at GlennClarkRadio.com on the program tomorrow. Sal Palantonio uh, returns to the program. He is doing the Ravens game Sunday for ESPN Radio. Also, uh, Ty Felton, Maryland wide receiver, will check in from down in Nashville as they're getting ready for the Music City Bowl. 
and Patrick Stevens. We normally do it on Tuesdays, but again, with the week being weird, we uh, bump Patrick to Thursday this week. Do picks as well. Oh, picks. Picks yeah, as well. Picks. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including I'm Live Casino. I'm sitting out this week. Whatever side bet, I'm, I think I'm out this week. Who are you? I can't, I can't win. I can't. I'm going to be recovering from it. I mean, this is. You're going to be okay. No, this is You're going to be fine. You're going to have two poops, and you'll feel just fine. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that poop later. Live Casino and Hotel, Mother's North Grill, A.J. Michaels, Guilford Hall Brewery, Royal Farms, Costasin, Superbook Sports, Hartford County, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Uh, go Morgan Hoops. Duke sucks.